Hefner in the absolute nut matchup at home with an extreme pitcher's umpire against the strikeout, you know, heavy White Sox. The White Sox don't only have one batter in their lineup that has an under 20% K percentage, and um, he's right at the, the – he's at like 18%. So there's going to be plenty of strikeouts for Mr. Verlander tonight. Um, then we have uh, – just a bunch of other really solid options, you know, from anywhere from Wheeler to, um, to. How about Caleb Herm- Smith? Herm- yeah. Great. Boom. He's number two. Uh, Herman Marquez um, uh, against the Pittsburgh, you know, we've got plenty. And then we've got Erod against uh, the, the K happy blue Jays, um, Eduardo Rodriguez. And uh, we could even go down to uh Turnbull, but he's not, you don't really get the, nice of a discount on Yahoo. He's kind of, he's priced right there at uh, the same price as Erod, but on some of the other sites, he's a lot less expensive, but you know, him facing the Marlins. So there's plenty of different options we can, different routes we can take at pitcher. And then we've got some uh, pretty, pretty good spots for bats as well. So this is a pretty banana slate and I'm, I'm still not sure exactly where I'm going to end up, but uh, let's break it down and figure okay. it out. Yeah, we're talking about tournaments, so we have to lock in Verlander, 33% K rate. Like you said, and I was looking at the White Sox hitters here, played IQ today, 24%. So they got five players with 24% or more K rate. Now that's just astronomical. So right there, we're, we're talking about potential double-digit K night, and he better be because he's, what, 61 bucks, and the second-highest-priced pitcher is Caleb Smith. Maybe $61 lowers the ownership a little bit in tournaments there but do you have to stick in Verlander tonight given his stuff and the strikeout potential for cash games you absolutely have to um for GPPs he's absolutely a good play as well um you don't have to in GPP we have plenty of other options so if you want to prioritize some of the bats you really think that you can get some more bang for your bucks um, by saving, you know, $15, $17, $18, and some, you know, putting in a guy like Eduardo Rodriguez, um, then uh, that's certainly a viable option for tournaments here on Yahoo tonight. All right, a couple other guys here. Let's start with Caleb Smith again, 30% K rate. So he's going uh, psycho. He's at Detroit tonight. Detroit, you know, what's interesting about this is that um, the Tigers just have a 20.5% K rate. So that's not really, it's not really that high, but Smith, Seems to be a game changer. He's playing in Detroit, and that's definitely not a hitter's ballpark. He's getting you eight Ks. I think he's done it four or five straight five straight starts now. He's had eight or more Ks. Caleb Smith, the obvious pivot off of Verlander, he's going to be very chalky tonight too, isn't he? Um, yeah, but there's other options there, so it all depends. So um, a few different optimizers from you know some of different projection sites. Some are you know, projecting Zach Wheeler, some have Caleb Smith in there. Um, but, you know, we do, we've got, we've kind of got this little stacked mid range here, like just, just, they're still elite pitchers, but they're just, a, you know, you get a nice savings from Verlander. So um, Caleb is obviously, he's just phenomenal. He's been, been awesome. It's a great matchup against uh, Detroit here. His, he's got, you know, incredible strikeout stuff. I'm just pulling up his uh, swinging strike rate at the moment. He, you know, he labored a little bit in his last start, still had a great start, but you know, pitch counts, you know, were driven up in that game, but you know, he's coming in with a 16 and a half percent swinging strike rate, 35.2% K percentage. This is a, you know, you see the the strikeout numbers on the the Tigers may look a little off, but they strike out with the best of them. It's just some of these guys don't have a big sample. Um, 
so I wouldn't be scared. This lineup is nothing to be afraid of. The only thing is, is you know, is he going to get the win? You know, are their bats going to do anything? All right, so we got that right now. Um, I, I also want to talk about Wheeler. I mean, Wheeler's really interesting. He's got the 26% K rate, but he's going up against a team in the Nats about 20%. Um, <laughs> you, you got Soto, Robles, Dozier, only three Nats that uh, came more than 20% of the time. This offense is getting healthy again. It's really interesting. Um, yeah, so the, the offense is getting healthier. He's also seen them quite a few times already this season. He's struggled with them, had a couple of bad starts, had a pretty gave up 11 hits, I believe, in his last start against them. However, the ballpark is, is nice. It's a nice plus for him, you know, mm-hmm. you know, being at home. And um, I think he's got a good ump. Let me just double check that. I can't remember. I think he's got an extreme pitcher's ump. Um, so uh, I'll double check that. I got a bunch of things opening up here. But um, so – or no, it's a neutral ump. So, or no, extreme pitcher ump. So uh, he does he get the, gets the good umpire. I do I do believe in his you know comeback and resurgence. I like all of his stuff, um, mm-hmm. and I actually really like him tonight. And I think he's going to have a really phenomenal start. The weather's getting a little better for pitching, you know, as opposed to yesterday. The temperature's gone down, the humidity's gone down. So this is a great ballpark. Um, I expect him to have a really solid start here against the Nats. Yeah, they don't strike out a ton. But when he's on and his stuff is, you know, I'm, I'm, his stuff is really cranking here. I expect him to to rack up some K. So I, I'm I'm kind of higher than him on him than maybe a lot of the field will be. I think. Uh huh. What about who do we want to lock in here in our SP one? Well, let's. I mean, Verlander. We'll we'll put it in Verlander, and then we'll we'll keep talking about the rest of these guys. I mean, there's just so many. Like Turnbull keeps popping up. You, you tell me to go get the bat. So I got the bat now from Cardi. It's all about Wheeler. Wheeler's popping up a lot. I had a little bit of Quintana so far. Verlander obviously has to be locked in. I haven't seen a lot of Turnbull and um, he's supposed to be on 19% ownership was what we got him projected. He's going up against the Miami team. We know how bad he is. So that, that looks like an interesting one. Chris Archer is down at $37. The K rate is there. Nobody's going to be on him tonight. So how about this, this, I guess this is kind of below mid-range, right? We're talking about the $30 range, $37. Archer, Sonny Gray, who's at Milwaukee. I'm not really interested in that. Uh, Eflin in a park where it's going to be cold and the wind's blowing in. So where are you taking me there? Um, Yeah, so, okay. So uh, Caleb would be the next guy. Uh, Mm -hmm. Archer, I just – I'm just not on board with Archer. I like the matchup against Colorado. I like the ballpark. I just – he just looks awful. Um, so, you know, maybe it wouldn't shock me if he came out and, you know, got some strikeouts and threw a good game, but that's, I'll take a, a, a hard pass with him. Um, Herman Marquez is certainly a, a really good play. You know, there's not a ton of strikeouts in this lineup that they put, but when he's on, I expect him to have a really efficient outing here against Pittsburgh. So, um, I really like him. The guy that no one is, is probably going to get overlooked tonight is Domingo Herman. Mm-hmm. Um, he, uh, you know, after what uh, the Blue Jays just did to Hap yesterday and uh, the hitting weather and whatnot, um, you know, the people are going to probably look away from this, but he's got electric strikeout stuff. This Baltimore, Baltimore strikes out a ton with the right pitcher, unfortunately. I, I got stu- I got burned on, at least on the different side, on DraftKings with some Hap shares last night. Uh, wasn't wasn't too fun there. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, 
I'd, I'd like to go back tonight with uh, um, Herman. All right, very good. We'll look at that. Uh, look at that too. Again, if you're just there's um, also Granky too as well, like against San Diego, who just strikes out so much. Yeah, I, that's interesting too because the right-handers are kind of getting on him a little bit, right? No, I'm. I mean, it's. I mean, you. He can be. He can be got. You know, if that's what you want, getting on him, got. He get. Mm-hmm. You know, he can definitely be got uh, with the the home run ball. But um, it's just the it's just the straight strike. You know, basically right now the baseball is all about strikeouts, right? Like batters mm-hmm. are not putting the ball in play as much. You know, Babbitt is down. Um, it's it's home run or bust, and it's strikeouts or walks and uh, and home runs. So. Um, you're looking for mat- high strikeout matchups, and that's what he's mm-hmm. got. He's certainly capable of racking up Ks. He's not the same strikeout pitcher he used to be in the past, but he still, you know, has some upside here, especially against this lineup. So anybody who's got stri- uh, high K props or a uh, good matchup for strikeouts here, I definitely have interest in. I mean, of course, the uh, screen is messed up here. So thanks again. We're uh, we're off to a great start here, Kirkwood. This is why. So I zoom uh, joined on me is killing me here. I don't know how to do it. I'm an idiot. Anyways, Lance. All right, you want me to want me to open it I up? I suppose. I mean, I suppose you can open it up if you want to. But uh, what's going on here? So people could actually see it. The only guy that we locked in was Justin Verlander, though. So far, you know, I'm looking down a little bit at Lance Lynn. He's going to get destroyed tonight, isn't he? Um, he certainly should. He should. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about a, uh, a team here. The M's offense has just been rolling. We'll get to stacks in just a little bit, but a two through seven stack here is something I'm looking at. Lance Lynn is a guy to be targeted. Tommy Malone is coming out this year. How about Tommy Malone? He'll have minus one. He'll have, he'll have minus one ownership tonight. Nobody's going to be on him. Yeah, for good reason. Although. Because he sucks. I mean, but it's a lefty against a bunch of lefties who strike out a lot. So yeah. crazier things have happened. But yeah, he's a he's a journey an old journeyman who's just going to be out there throwing strikes. Yeah, I mean, I think it'll be an interesting uh, an interesting setup there. So here we go: Verlander, Smith, Wheeler, the Miami offense. These are just some of the guys we're going to be looking at tonight. No. Um, yeah, definitely. Who do we want to lock in as our SP two? That's the next question because we already got uh, Verlander in there. Um, put in, uh, for now, put in, well, put in, uh, Herman just for GP. Put in Herman. Yeah. You know, I do not have uh, Domingo Herman, not yeah. Herman Marquez. You could put either of those. I'd be happy. You need, you need to sell me a little bit more on Herman. It's, it's not just because of Baltimore, right? I mean, the dude's got electric strikeout stuff. I mean, what he's, he's a good pitcher, mm-hmm. tough weather, tough ballpark. K happy lineup just mowed him down in the last he just faced them mowed them all down um i don't see a reason why he can't do it again here tonight um so uh you know i definitely like him here he's got uh let me just pull up his you know 32 percent k percentage versus yep. right-handed batters yep that doesn't interest you at all that interests me a lot as a matter of fact so domingo hermanis were thrown in sp2 we're paying up Again, you know, if, if people are just haven't played Yahoo a lot, can you stress the importance of having two big time pitchers in there? Both your pitchers really have to hit. Um, hold on, yeah, just just talk. Um, okay, that's talk, fine. Keep them, you know, pretend you're on a radio show. Yeah, I'll keep, pretend I'm on a radio. I'm gonna I'm gonna launch Jan joined out me right, right now. Good. We're gonna fix Thank it. you very much. I appreciate it because uh, I'm not great at that. 
So uh, I, I think I'm looking at offense here. Vogelback is the guy that is just continues to pop up in all of this. Vogelback, $17. He's going up against Lance Lynn. Um, he's projected ceiling is 17 and a half. I mean, that's outside of Luke Voigt. I don't see another first baseman as far as projections go. I do think he's going to be chalky. He's sitting there at a projected ownership of 14%. So that's not the most wonderful thing uh, that you want to see. I think on the other side of this, though, you could probably go with two of them. Um, you can go <laughs> you gonna eat some sushi tonight. Is that what you're going for there, uh, Kirkwood? We got um, Encarnacion. I think Edwin Encarnacion up against Lance Lynn. This whole game could be a stack. We're sitting at point. We're talking at 5%, right? 5%. So I think those are the two guys that I'm really targeting. Um, the, in cash, Edwin would be the way to go just because of the suppressed ownership. Would that be correct? Edwin Encarnacion. Luke Voigt is sitting there 5% too. Voigt has an interesting matchup against Hess. I think he can definitely uh, take care of that. We look down. Um, I'm really not feeling anybody as we look down at saving money at first base. Um, the only guys that I really have singled out to this point would be Encarnacion and Vogelback. If you want to and try and pay, I'd just say, I'd say that's where you go. How about you? First base. Um, first base, I'm probably going to try to save some money where I can. Um, so the guy that I'm thinking about playing, he's been terrible. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, it's Kendris Morales against uh, Hess. Kendris Morales? And that's a little that's a little cheaper right there, too. Yeah, right? that's that's what I'm looking for, is I'm looking to save money here. So you lock him in? I mean, that's probably where I'll end up going. Um, mm -hmm. The other guy I'm looking at would be Tyler White, even though he's going to be down in the lineup uh, against um, Dylan Covey. Mm -hmm. um, so that's, you know, he just – He's been terrible, too, as well. Just homered, though, yesterday. The Astros are another good spot. Basically, I'm just looking to save money where I can in good spots and get a cheap home run. Uh, I do not if see Hendricks Morales. If right. I have money, yeah, uh, Vogelbach would probably be the guy. There is no Kendrick Morales tonight in the lineup. Ah, uh, that's too bad. Did the, lineup, did the lineup, lineup come out yet? That's Yeah, it came out five minutes ago. LeMahieu, Voigt, Sanchez. Hicks is hitting cleanup tonight. Torres, Urshela. Uh, Frazier, Mabin, and Romine. So basically, it's Voight. Um, I mean, we can't afford Voight. No. So, um, but uh, I mean, if you're paying, don't you have to go? You like White. Okay, I get that. I really like Vogelback and uh, Encarnacion. I'm trying to get a piece of that game anywhere I can get it. And I feel like while they're both mid range options, that Encarnacion would, would come with a little bit uh, less ownership. But I'm not selling you on it. So Tyler White's your guy? Um, maybe they're saying LOL Kobe. So maybe because I said Covey instead of Kobe. That's all right. Uh, Don't worry about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So sorry. I was just getting everything set up. So all right. So first base, like, I'm going to try to find a cheap guy wherever I can. Okay. And um, it's not going to be Kendra. So let me, um, you know, if I can get Vogelbach and Carcione, I'd love to do it. No doubt okay. about it. But you're but, not you're not hell bent on having those two guys. Um, and you can make Vogelbach work uh, for 17 bucks, especially with like some other cheaper plays uh -huh. um, that should be in the lineup um, in the same game. I mean, we can really should be able to load up on the Seattle side, um, pretty well. At least get a few bats in there because I expect Tim Beckham to make the lineup tonight. Okay. I also expect J.P. Crawford to make the lineup. You know, Healy got hurt, um, and uh, 
So I expect that Tim Beckham will probably be the one that plays third base. So he's seven bucks. So at second base, so we can just go ahead and throw that in there right now. Okay. And that'll help us save. So we can put Vogelbach in as well too. All right. Vogelbach. And, um, and then we're going to second base and saving some money there. I like it. But I, again, Vogelbach versus Encarnacion, you're leaning one way or the other just because it's Lance Lynn and it's, and it's Vogelbach and he's just been crushing. I mean, they're both good plays, but yeah, it's, uh, it's lefties against Lance Lynn or what we want. And he, you know, but I do expect Lynn to struggle from all aspects. I'll pull up here on uh, plate IQ. We'll take a, take a quick peek at his numbers and we're going to see that, um, you know, he really struggles with the left, the left-handers. So from Seattle, so Lance Lynn versus righties. Value hit percentage four point six versus four point seven, but um, actually he's this is it's the strikeouts. So he twenty seven percent strikeouts against right handers. Guys are putting the ball in play. Um, you're putting the ball in play in that park from the left hand side of the you know the plate in this weather. Um, it probably leads to some good things here. So that's why Vogelbach is a beast. Dude is juiced up, ready to go and uh hey settle down on the juiced up talk all right oh no just like uh fired up is what i'm trying to say all right i get it yeah i get it but becca we gotta lock beckham in right i mean two of his last four games he's gone deep and he just could go bananas and over at second base for seven bucks now you're getting another piece of that offense yeah and i mean let's just pull up just for 2019 um you know four for vogelbach 452 woba 388 iso uh, versus right-handers, um, he's got a 61. He's got the best uh, plate IQ rating here, and that's something I look at a lot. Um, that you know, and if we another thing I do too is I check out the premium reports. So I'll throw in Vogelbach here, and you want to see a lot of stuff on the left-hand side, and that's what we got here. We've got plenty of stuff. So we've got, you know, basically. A lot of hard contact. They're expecting elevated chance to crush a high value hit. Um, strong, strong matchup here. It's strong splits. You know, he has the platoon advantage. Um, should be get ahead in the count. Uh, unlikely to chase versus Lynn. Um, should favorable counts. You know, it's favorable park, a top four line position. All good stuff here. Um, you know what I like? And I like too, though, but when you go to plate IQ, you're using this season. Uh, how much are you throwing in 2018 and mixing it with 2019 when you're looking for a sample or do you have enough already here? Through Nothing for Vogelbach. I mean, I mean, he's, he barely got, you know, much playing time. I'm just now. talking about everybody this year when you're using, I use, I typically, uh, right now I'm, I use 2018, 2019, but I'll take a peek at just this season too, as well. All right. So very good. Uh, Vogelbach Beckham. We got to lock in Beckham at second, right? Um, yes, I would lock him uh, Beckham at second, but we can talk about some of the other plays, um, or else we're going to run out of time. To oh, no, 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 we got plenty of time. I got a lot to save myself. How about so, your boy? How about your boy up there, Chavis, at twenty bucks? Chavis, uh, he's unbelievable, but uh, we're not going to we're not going to get twenty bucks here. No, we got to move down. Alebis Diaz is up to sixteen bucks now. I mean, maybe he's going to be hitting six tonight, but I love the Astros again. Um, I didn't see much about him in the write-ups. Maybe that means that I'm completely off on him, but they're going up against Dylan Covey. I don't want to have to pay 16 bucks for Ledmi's Diaz at second base tonight. I'm, I'm locked in on, um, on Beckham, but how about Kike Hernandez too? He always pops up. 
going up against uh, uh, Wood, Tampa Bay, and the Dodgers. And Kike is very affordable at eight bucks if you really wanted to spend down. Any interest in Kike? Yeah, a lot of interest in him, to be honest. Um, Kiki, uh, he's, uh, he's a very good play tonight. So one thing I do like to do, so we'll just, we'll just sort the second baseman from the plate IQ rating. You know, what this is going to do is just going to show us who's in the best spots mm-hmm. tonight. And, you know, DJ LeMahieu is obviously in the best spot, you know, because the Yankees against, uh, Hess should be, you know, all systems go here in that terrible bullpen from Baltimore that, um, you know, Hess is really bad. So, um, You'd expect the Yankees with the huge uh, implied run team total to put up a lot of runs here. Um, I didn't check. I got to refresh, refresh the lineup here because is he is he leading off? Um, Let me get you your Yankees lineup. Yeah, he's leading off. 17 bucks is definitely overspending. Doesn't feel good, but certainly could put up uh, a nice score. Um, Diaz is another guy in a good spot. That's just more about the spot here of the Astros against Kobe. Um, Robinson Cano, he's just been awful. Taking a little heat, was out of the lineup yesterday. Maybe he turns it on a little bit, but um, certainly a good matchup against uh, Fetty. Um, then, um, then there's a bunch of, you know, it's really there's really not a bunch of good spots. So now I'm going to sort by point per dollar, see who they're saying is the point per dollar play. And uh, Kyle Farmer and Tim Beckham. Yeah, so Tim Beckham's going to be the guy. Uh, Farmer, you could play Farmer and get away with it. You could also play the, uh, I don't even know how to pronounce his name, um, the guy on the Brewers. Um, you know, Yeah, uh, you could play him too as well. Um, but Kiki would be my guy because he's going to see Jalen Beeks. Mm-hmm. Um, Jalen Beeks is going to come in. So it's, it's Kiki versus a lefty, you know, he's eight bucks, um, tough ballpark for sure, but, uh, certainly a potent bat. I want to remind everybody that we'll take your questions from our YouTube page. Make sure you subscribe and watch our YouTube page. Roto grinders, pretty easy. We've got tons of videos up there and, um, we'll take quick questions from there. Also big news here is that Kansas city and St. Louis is postponed. So you'll definitely want to keep that in mind because I think St. Louis can be pretty chalky tonight and that's not happening. So no chance to go off a of Homer Bailey. That slate just got a one game shorter. And as you said, I mean, Kendrick Morales, probably a, a little bit of He's interest gone. there and Kendrick Morales is not in a lineup for the Yankees. Yeah. Yandy Diaz was pulled too. Uh, he's going up against Kershaw. You want to hit us up on the chat too. We'll be happy to take some of your questions. Uh, the John Tom, all he said was Marwin, question mark. Would you name your kid Marwin? Probably not. Uh, it depends. If I took down like a Millie Maker mm-hmm. because of a Marwin Gonzalez or somebody named Marwin um, mm-hmm. home run, that I would consider it. All right. What do you got for Marwin tonight? Any interest? Any love? Yeah, I, I do have some love. Um, what's his price on Yahoo? Let me just double check. Um so his price, uh, no, I can't pay 18 bucks. I mm-hmm. do like him in general. He's mm-hmm. cheap on DraftKings. I know that. Um, Trevor Cahill has just been str- struggling to, to figure things out this year. Just has not been very good. He gets rattled because people are able to run on him. He gives up a lot of power to left-handed batters. Um, Marwin is certainly in play, but I'm not, I wouldn't pay 18 bucks for him on, uh, it would be straight like the large field GPP only. 
All right, so third base. Let's head over to third base here. This will be an interesting one. Again, I really like Houston tonight. Bregman, you're paying up at 27 bucks. If that's the way you'd like to go, um, we just talked about Marwin at 18 bucks. You could plug him in at third base, but you're talking about a GPP play right there. Um, as Drupal Cabrera coming off of two home runs last night, I think that's going to bump his ownership up uh, a little bit. Actually, um, Jamino has been 20% as it stands right now. 10 bucks for Cabrera. I don't mind going back to him, though. You're not going to go all um, completely without chalk. And for $10 at third base, that's the guy who really stands He's out. He's just too cheap. So the warning here. So this is it's all about game environment mm -hmm. and uh, bad pitcher. Um, the warning here is that he has been really bad from the right side of the plate for a long time. Um, and so we prefer him to bat left-handed. Um, you know, how long is uh, Malone going to last? I don't know. Probably, I mean, it's probably a good chance that they get to him. Um, but uh, he's, he, I, I'm going to play him because he's 10 bucks. Double dong yesterday, so I'm not happy about the, his ownership's going to be inflated. Everybody, it's no secret, this is the game to, to be at. It's Texas uh, summer. This is the best wet hitting weather and hitting environment on the slate. Um, he just donged, like I said, just donged twice yesterday. So, Everyone's going to play him. I'm going to play him. Um, in some of the GPP stuff, I'll probably get off of him and look, look for pivots. You know, I'm thinking the Yankees, a lot of people are going to be on the Yankees. Urshela is priced up to $17, batting sixth against Baltimore today. Any interest in Giovanni Urshela? No, I mean, just because a stack with the Yankees, just because of, you know, their high implied total and they should go off in their matchup. I mean, check out some of these these applied totals today, though. Houston, 6.29. They're high, I think they might have the highest on the slate. Texas, 6.05. Seattle's at 5.5. Milwaukee's just under 5. Um, not big totals as I'm looking at it. The Yankees, 5.93. So there's only four or five teams that really stand out tonight, and the rest are kind of mediocre to almost no run total here tonight. Um, the Yankees and the Astros really stand out. Texas and the Mariners, too. Yep. Um, so uh, off topic, someone's asked a question uh, over on YouTube chat because uh, we didn't really touch on it much. Um, thoughts on uh, Eduardo Rodriguez, mm -hmm. for pitcher tonight. I love him. Um, I may have him everywhere. Um, I'm not sure. I haven't made up my mind. Basically, we're going to we're going to we're going to pull up um, his K prop six and a half. I mean, that's pretty impressive outside of Caleb Smith and Verlander, he's right there on that next tier. So, um, basically, the 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 Blue Jays, right, against uh, left-handed pitching, mm -hmm. just been atrocious. Um, and uh, I'm pulling it up right now as we speak. Uh, one second. Joined up. Me slows down the computer a little bit. Yes, but um, yeah. So uh, anyway, so. The, the Blue Jays from uh, versus lefties so far, um, you know, they're about above average strikeout matchup, 25.3%, but they have a 66 WRC plus, they, which is just horrendous. I never uh, heard of it being that low. Yeah, it's her. I mean, it's, it's, it's like the Marlins. So, yeah, they've got, you know, um, Guerrero's coming on and he's kind of the only bat to really worry about. He's coming on right now, but like Jonathan Davis leading off. I mean, there's plenty of strikeouts. You get, you know, smoke hitting from the right side is a downgrade. 
Um, he gets the the lefty lefty matchup against Telez. Um, Gritchick will K with the best of them. There's plenty of strikeout stuff. He's a high strikeout pitcher. The ump is not so great, but it's you know that's not enough to sway me off of him. I like the savings for 43 bucks, and uh, I might end up with him being in, all in on him by luck. So you like uh, him a lot in GPPs, not not cash. I might, I might I might play him in cash. Really? So you're all about Erod right now. Very good. Uh, let's head back over here to the to the hitters. So did we lock anybody in at third? We take it as Rubel Cabrera, right? And uh, also one last thing. Uh, yes. Just um, I just pulled it up on a plate IQ. Look at these K percentage um, against lefties. Um, Davis, 31%. This lineup is 26.1% K percentage um, that they're rolling out here. Um, only one batter below, which is uh, Galvis, below 20% at 17. But we've got guys, we've got multiple guys over 30%. I mean, this is a smash strikeout, high upside strikeout spot. So that's all I really want is I want K. So even if he does give up, it does struggle a little bit, you know, hopefully he can make up for that with uh, the strikeout upside. And, you know, he might just have an incredibly efficient uh, start, but, you know, he does drive up pitch counts. So that's always a concern, but uh, I'm ready. I'm willing to take that risk. All right. We got the Mariners lineup out. Let me read that since we're going back to hitters here for just a second. Uh, Handiger Santana and Santana has a great matchup tonight. He's been, Santana's been bumped up to second, so we got to talk about him when we get to the outfield. Vogelback and Carnacion. Uh, Narvaez is catching today. Jay Bruce bumped down to six, so he's going to be at six still. Beckham's at seven. Crawford, like you mentioned, at eight and long. That would be an interesting bottom of the order stack tonight um, if you decide to go that way in your tournaments to go Bruce, Beckham, Crawford, because all three of those guys are popping up. So basically it's no secret the way, I mean, if you, if you ever see my lineups on Yahoo, it's no secret. It's all about pitching, you know, mm-hmm. the high end pitching, but you know, I still, even though I'm saving money with Erod, if I do ha- play him tonight, I still consider him a high, high upside pitching play, you know? So I still, I, it's, if I play him, it's because I think I can get, I can go toe to toe with Caleb Smith in this spot in this matchup for a cheaper price. Um, and then it's load in the value, right? And uh, Beckham and Crawford are going to be very popular value. Jay Bruce is going to end up being popular now because he's ten bucks. Um, Narvaez, a catcher, is a great catcher um, play for fifteen. I mean, he's got got the home run power. So this is this is definitely. I mean, Domingo Santana's too cheap. Hanager is an awesome play. I mean, this is definitely going to be like. This is probably going to be the spot that everyone goes to. All right. Another question from YouTube. Again, if you haven't subscribed uh, already, watch our YouTube channel. Like it too. I've got another quick question. What do you think about Sonny Gray and his ability uh, to get me 15 tonight? Sonny Gray hoping for 15 points against Milwaukee on the road at Milwaukee. He's 36 bucks on Yahoo. Um, yeah, no thanks for Sonny Gray. Two percent ownership. So if you plug them in, by all means, uh, you'll have that low owner, low ownership. If that's all we're really looking at, there's just so many options tonight. That gray, I have a hard time looking at gray too. Um, so are we locking anyone in at shortstop now, or do you want to leave that open and get to the outfield, or just discuss shortstop? Because we got we left catcher open. Let's discuss shortstop. How about that? Let's do it. If you're going for that Houston stack, obviously Correa is going to be up there against Covey. 
Uh, Correa's at 21 bucks. That's where you start. Um, I mean, then where do you go from there? Seager always an option at 12 bucks going up against Wood. Uh, that's the Tampa Bay game. Uh, J.P. Crawford, a guy we have talked about at just $8. He is batting eighth today against Lance Lynn. But he's been a guy you can always kind of – I don't even want to call it a punt because he can still come up, get you a couple points there at 8 bucks. Who's standing out to you? Do you like any of the three guys I brought up? You said so. It was Brandon Crawford. Yep. Who else? Who knows? Carlos Correa in a, I guess, in yeah. a stack. And maybe, you know. Of course. If you can afford Correa, if you can afford Correa, um, I have, he's the highest projected, um, you know, shortstop on a slate. So if you can get him in, uh, it's a good home run spot for him. 21 bucks. I, I like that. Um, he would be the highest guy I would pay for. A guy that's just too cheap, even though it's a tough matchup, is uh, Manny Machado uh, against uh, Granke. Um, mm-hmm. Certainly could could take him deep um and uh Glaber Torres has just if there's one team that he's killed religiously it's the Orioles I mean we can just pull up his uh his game log here and I think it's going to be mo- only monster games against uh Baltimore um Baltimore 41 28.4 28 yeah I mean the guy is just, just crushes him been crushing him um and uh Gets the the nut matchup with uh, Hess on the mound tonight in good hitting weather and a great ballpark again. Um, so he's he's right up there for the top place. If you want to save a little money, yeah, Corey Seager, but it's going to be lefty lefty. So and it's a really tough ballpark. So what's the real upside? I'm not too sure. I'd probably rather take a guy like Dansby Swanson in another who's also in a tough ballpark, but for a buck cheaper. Well, um, hold on real quick with Seager, right? Because yeah. they're going to start with Wood, the right-hander, and then you're gonna just going to see a whole bunch of bullpen. You're going to see Beaks for, for probably four, four or five four innings, innings, three, four or five innings. I'm not as concerned about Seager as you are. I also don't have a lot of shares of him tonight, though. Actually, I don't know if I have any, but he always seems to pop up, especially in cash at 12 bucks. But, I mean, Crawford's there. Let me ask you this. If you got the extra money, because for me it's all about the Astros. Correa's at 21 Torres is at 19. If you just happen to have the extra $2 and you wanted to put it there, who are you leaning towards? Yeah, I would take Correa. Okay. I mean, the, the ownership actually, Torres is uh, projected at 9%. That's not bad. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you're, you're going you're gonna to see um, JP Crawford's going to get a lot of ownership. Yeah, and he normally does. All right, let's get to uh, the Hookman 320. Thoughts on a Tiger stack and a GPP on yahoo kind of feel like i know what your what your take is going to be on this. i just can't see it working out um i get it it's a huge leverage spot um tried against caleb smith maybe something goes wrong and uh he's but i I just think caleb is such i think he's such a legit ace i think it's absolutely real that i just there's so many spots on the slate tonight that Mm -hmm. you know it's going to be tough for them to end up being the highest scoring you know, I'll never so say we can, no. there's going to be there's going to be lower on there's going to be low, other low owned spots that have a much better chance of working. I'll, I'll never say no, Kirkwood, because you know guys come up with this. Hey, listen, let me stack, you know, the, the lowest implied total team on the slate, and then it goes off. So I'll never say no. Yeah, I mean, it, but the course. only reason you're doing that is for leverage. That's it. It cost. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's the reason to do it. But we've got we've got 13 games. Um, and we can find some other spots to do the same thing with. Yeah, and again, Kansas City, St. Louis postponed. 
uh, that's out there. So uh, we'll get to more of your questions on the chat here in just a minute, but let's start with the outfield then. And boy, let, how about this? Let's talk about the $26, $27 guys. Yelich, Blackman, Gallo, and Bellinger. Let's just, we're in a vacuum here. We got the same amount of money. We could go Gallo, Bellinger, Blackman, or Yelich. Let's start with Yelich. Yelich against Gray. Yelich is the best hitter in baseball right now. So it's pretty tough to, to say don't go with Christian Yelich. Um, Blackman's priced up to 27 against Archer. And then there's Joey Gallo. I mean, forget about it. With Joey Gallo, he's, he's mashing uh, again. I'm not guaranteeing a home run, but if there's a player on this slate that I'm going to say, all right, who has the best chance of hitting a home run? It's probably Joey Gallo. And don't forget about Bellinger either. So Yelich, Blackman, Gallo, Bellinger. Any of those four really pop out to you? Can you justify spending that much money on a position player tonight? I mean, there's nothing wrong with Christian Yelich, right? Like he's an amazing hitter. He's speed, power, everything. Um, so I can't, you know, it's good ballpark. Um, so I've got nothing really bad to say um, about him. So, yeah, if you can afford him, go for it. Um, let's talk about uh, Joey Gallo. Um, so I made it a point last night. I knew that I had a decent night last night on Yahoo, and it really came down to one one decision. That mm-hmm. That's what I actually thought it was going to come down to, um, and I, it ended up working out that way. And it was the decision to pay up for – Joey Gallo when I knew nobody was going to do it because they were going to take trout at 22 bucks when Gallo was 26. But I felt so confident that Gallo was going to dong that I made him the priority in my lineup. I mean, Mike Leak was just, is just such a, you know, Mike Leak and then that bullpen in that hitting weather, you know, a a low strikeout guy against um, Joey Gallo is a good thing for Joey Gallo. And he even, he'll probably get even less ownership tonight um because uh, his price is still up and he's now has the, the doesn't have the platoon advantage just the lefty lefty but he still has a 328 iso against left-handed pitching it's a it's a guy who you know doesn't doesn't miss very many bats period he's a journeyman um he's in there to throw strikes it's going to be gallo is a great great home run spot again and that bullpen is trash right behind them so uh i love gallo so you go gallo over yelich tonight i would wow all right and yelich is gonna be much lower owned. we got him projected at three percent gallo at ten percent um do you want to lock gallo in there um i mean no he's not a must play but i like him a lot it all depends on pricing but um mm-hmm. it's tough with all the pitching but um, I do like him. I mean, I, let's see what we can do. So let's let's throw him in and see what happens. Okay, very good. So we'll lock in Gallo for now. Um, and then let, let's keep going down here. Mookie Betts on the next tier, 24 bucks. Trout's at 23. Michael Brantley, I mean, if you're, if you're trying to get a piece of the Astros, again, I think Brantley has a nice matchup tonight against uh, Dylan Covey. I just wrote down a few names here. Bregman Brantley. Correa, Marisnik, Chirinos. I mean, this is your this is your Astro stack right now. If you just want to look at the AS, uh, ISO and the WOBA and and bang. I mean, it all just pops against Dylan Covey tonight. Uh, Brantley, Pence. I mean, who's going to have Hunter Pence tonight when you could just pivot and go a couple other ways? You can go someone in the Seattle on the uh, Seattle side, or you could even go with Joey Gallo. Who's going to be on Hunter Pence? Who's I mean, I. No, and I probably should be. Um, I cannot pay that price for him. I'm, I just cannot do it. The guy has absolutely been raking 
um, so far this season. Um, you know, his numbers against this season, numbers against left-handers, 354 wall with 250 ISO. Let's see. I know against right-hander, he's been um, amazing too as well. I mean, the dude's 436 wall with 354 ISO this season against right-handed pitching. Um, I can't knock what he's doing. I mean, he's, I just, but I just can't believe it either. And I just cannot get myself to pay the price. So maybe he's the GPP play after all. Um, he probably he'll probably pay it off right in the, right in the first inning. Yeah. I can't do it. Um, I'm with you there. Brantley thoughts on Brantley. Love yeah. Um, definitely. I mean, he's, it's, he does not a huge power guy per se, but certainly he got, he got hot for a little stretch there and he could put one out um, tonight. So yeah, I, I like him. Um, you know, he's got, I mean, his numbers are fantastic this season too, as well. 419 Woba 267 ISO. Um, has a monster uh, plate IQ rating, 73.15. I mean, that's high. Hey, Bregman. I mean, this is, it's no secret that the Astros are in a phenomenal spot. Yep, so, no doubt about that. You know, sometimes you have to put your bias about certain players away and just play the good spots. Uh, anybody in that mid-tier? Kepler, for me, is just always a cash option going up against the righty. Uh, Cahill, Mitch Hanniger, Seattle leading off. Great spot against Lance Lynn. Not sure the ownership's uh, even going to sniff double digits. Love Mitch Hanniger tonight. Uh, Juan Soto, if you're going against Wheeler, could it be a one-off? Strikes out a lot, but you know, one swing from him and it's gone. How, how long are we going to have Bryce Harper down there at $17? At some point in time, this guy's going to get hot. He's going to be up there at 25 but he's still at $17. Your boy, uh, you love Reyes, too, from the Padres, don't you? Every time I talk to you, you talk about Reyes. I do. I mean, I, I mean, what's he had not a huge home run last night? The guy hits bombs. What's not to like? He makes hard contact. Um, he's a pretty bad fielder, but really that doesn't matter for DFS. So who cares? Mm-hmm. And uh, the guy hits bombs. So what's not to like? Seventeen bucks. I don't know. It's just a. It's just tough uh, matchup for him. But you know that could work out in your favor. I would rather play Aaron Hicks, just the safer spot. You know, for eighteen to one dollar more, clean up against uh, Hess sounds uh, pretty pretty tasty. Uh, I got the Astros lineup out here, which I think is uh, pretty important because a lot of us are going to be on them tonight. Reddick's leading off them. Bregman, Brantley, Correa, uh, Yuli Gurriel's over at first. Aledmiz Diaz is hitting sixth. Chirinos, Kemp, and Marisnik tonight. So I like that lineup a lot. I like it a lot. Bregman, Brantley, Correa, two, three, four. You know, pick it up with Sharinos and Marisnik. You got nice five, five-man stack there. If, uh, yeah, who are you pitching, Malone? Yeah, basically multi-entry GPP. Just gonna, I'm going to throw in two complete stiffs and hope that it works out. I think you could, you know, if you're, if you're multi-entry again, and you love Rodriguez as much as you do, right? Mm-hmm. You're saving money there. There's got to be a way to take a shot on somebody a little bit less expensive. Let's see what we can do here. So I'm going to throw like Strom. So I'm going to throw Rodriguez and Wheeler in okay. together. See what we can do from, um, see if we can fit Asler. So Brantley, right? Correa, we're going to have to take J.P. Crawford out, which yep. that's going to hurt. A lot of our value. Yeah, exactly. A lot of our Brantley, value. Brantley Correa. I mean, you could, you could, I mean, Bregman's going to be tough. Um, All right. How about this? We go Brantley. So that leaves Correa. us with nine per player. So we could do white um, for another Astro. White is not in there tonight. Uh, then we can't. Yeah, we could, we could take a zero from white. Kemp's in uh, there. 
Marisnik, Ledmis Diaz, Guriel. And I'm not touching Reddick, even though he's hitting cleanup. I don't want anything to do with that. Yeah, I don't know how. To, so we'd have to go even lower at pitcher. Um, let me see if there's anyone. How about this? It doesn't make a lot of sense. Obviously, if they go off. Well, Eflin is cheap on Yahoo. Mm -hmm. And the guy has been doing great. I can't. I'm not a believer in him per se, but uh, it's been pretty good. The Cubs will strike out. Uh, it's good Good weather for you know him. I'd rather go to then. Going in. Give me the extra dollar. I'll go Strom. Yeah, Strom. Strom Arizona at yeah. home, high ceiling. I'd rather go Strom in that point. You could do either of those guys. Um, let me see if there's anything else. Um, I'm not getting a lot of strikeouts. Pineda, out of Pineda um, he, man, he looks awful. I mean, the dude's just in such horrible shape. Mm -hmm. um, sweating in there, out there after like one <laughs> inning. Um, but, uh, you know, this Angels lineup is going to be completely watered down once it hits. Uh, mm -hmm. Shohei is probably not going to make the lineup, um, I don't think. Um, you know, he got uh, a little bit of an injury scare last night. Um, and who else are they missing? Somebody else, um, as well, but it's probably going to be like Cozart and it's probably going to be a really disgusting looking lineup. And, uh, so Pineda could end up working out for you. So that would be a possible guy. Then there's this Sean Anderson wild card who pitched pretty well in his debut for 27 bucks. So I guess you can make it work, right? You can take one of these guys, you know, I would feel better, like you said, with Strom or Eflin. Um, guys that I know could do it. Maybe Chris Archer, like you said, uh, you know, that could, that, that's an interesting one to play around with for GPPs. What is the 37 on Yahoo? I mean, going up against Colorado team is K props five and a half at minus minus one forty-eight. I just think at $37 with a guy that still can strike guys out, that might be a way to go too. Again, uh, we're talking about, uh, stacking an Astro stack and I don't know how many, how many teams tonight, uh, how many entries are going to have five Astros, how you can really stack, stick them in, especially with the Yankees and Houston are uh, the Yankees in Seattle. And uh, who else is it? The Yeah. And uh, Yankees in Seattle. These are two teams that are just, I think everybody's going to be on them too. So in uh, Texas and the Rangers want to finish out this outfield here. Anybody else? I got Verlander, Herman, Vogelbach, Beckham, Cabrera, Gallo. Um, I you know, you, a lot of chat too. We can make this work actually. So that's a good way to do an Astros track. Um, right, what do we got here for an Astros stack? I mean, you could do Guriel, Bregman, Correa, Brantley. Um, you could then uh, throw in Beckham, Bruce, and Santana for a uh, a mini uh, Seattle Mariner stack. So you're getting two of the high, you know, highest implied total offenses or two of the best game environments. We're gonna have to punt at catcher with Kirk Casali for seven bucks. Hey, we got a question on the on the chat here about Mathis though, and they're they're talking about DK at two point two, but he's seven bucks on Yahoo too. You're not playing him on Yahoo. You would you could play him on DraftKings. Why wouldn't you play him on Yahoo and you would play him on DraftKings? Because he's twenty. It's such a huge difference. So we're gonna we can get guys for seven bucks that have much more upside, um, even though they're not great hitters as well. But on Yahoo already for min price, there's plenty of them. Kirk Casale gets the platoon advantage. Is someone we can play a much better ballpark. Um, you know, even like Danny Jansen. Could take Erod, you know, big deep. home run. He had a big but, home run. Love me some Danny Jansen. I mean, he's been terrible, but he's starting to heat up a little bit mm -hmm. from with some pop here. 
Jan um, Gomes, would you take a shot there? He's batting eighth. I really, I'd rather have. I would take any, anybody over Jeff Mathis, but. Um, on Yahoo, but not DK. Yeah, on DK, he's so cheap that it's all about what he does for your lineup. Yeah, all right. Um, uh, another guys, uh, Jetty Ray is asking if uh, don't we have to plug in Acuna at 14 bucks? Um, he's too cheap for sure. So, yeah. Is that a misprice? It's just the ballpark. There is the reason they're doing it, but, you know, he just double donged last night um, in there. It certainly, um, you know, could could do it again. And he is just too cheap, leading off 14 bucks. So, yeah, you can play. Yeah, I don't think he's an absolute must play just because of the ballpark, but mm-hmm. – um, and he's going to be pretty darn popular tonight after what he did last night. Uh, it's the Yahoo show. Do you want to answer a DK question or just stick it to Yahoo here? Go for it. Rodriguez or Wheeler? Maybe we could talk about him on both sites too, because you've talked about him a lot. I love, uh, I love Erod. I like them both. Um, I think that's a good combo to, to play with GPPs uh, on both sites, on Yahoo and DraftKings. All right. Again, uh, if you want to get some questions in on our Yahoo uh, page uh, go YouTube page excuse me make sure you listen subscribe and like on our YouTube page Roto Grinders YouTube page we'll take some questions from that again uh, before we get out of here but um, Jay Duck no own me sure I said it wrong what is it Jay Duck now own me I can't find a shortstop to pull the trigger on well we already talked about shortstop but I think I have no problem talking about it again you talked about uh, Glaber Torres against the Orioles and the success that he's all had. right. Uh, if you have all the money, it's Carlos Correa for two bucks cheaper. It's Glaber Torres for um, if you want to um, play more for GPP, but still a decent play and just too cheap for the type of battery is in general. Manny Machado is only 14 bucks. I would pass on Seager because of the ballpark and the lefty lefty matchup that he's probably going to get for most of the game. Um, on the super low end, on the cheap end, it would be J.P. Crawford just for the game environment. And uh, you could play Brandon Crawford, too, for 9 bucks as well. Yep, and then J.P. Crawford at 8 bucks, Brandon Crawford at 9 bucks. Um, Hicks, Polanco, or Reddick at Baum223. You know what I'm talking about. Hicks, Polanco, Reddick, or Torres, Marwin, and Brantley. Again, we got no, Bra- no uh, Marlin, Marwin tonight, so that's really not going to work out for you. So I guess you got to go with Polanco, Reddick, and Hicks. I like Hicks in a good spot too, hitting cleanup. Love it. Absolutely love it. Um, let's see here. What else we got here? Do, 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 do. Nobody likes Pineda. I don't blame you. You already talked about the $14 for Acuna. So we came up with this uh, on, on Lineup HQ. So Brantley, Acuna, and Bruce is our outfield with that. And that's if you can get the Houston bats in, right? Bregman, Correa, Beckon. I mean, this is a nasty lineup, dude. If Houston goes off, I just I just continue to hesitate on Yahoo going with mid-tier pitchers when a guy like Burtlander's out there or Caleb Smith and fading one of those guys who could just break the slate. Yeah, but you've got high upside. We've got high upside plays here too. So that's not it's not out of uh out of the realm for these guys to put up um, you know, pretty at least in the ballpark with some of the, the top end guys. All right, very good. Let's talk about some other stacks here before we get yeah, out. Yeah, Pineda is not a fun roster. People are saying Pineda. It's just – Pineda would just be about the watered-down lineup um, of the Angels. I mean, the dude's terrible. I, I agree. He's washed at this point. Um, he struggles, out, you know, on the mound every time he takes it in terrible shape. But uh, I've seen crazier things work out. 
Yisman wants an umpire re, uh, a breakdown, so I'll pull up um, the information. Yeah, that's, I'm glad he brings that up. How much of a part of your prep is the the umpires? It's got to be. It's got to be part of it. How much do you put into it? Um, you know, so basically, so that's an interesting point. So basically, they're already. I use the bat primarily for for my projections. I also see a lot of others and do come up with a weighted average. Um, but you know, they're already incorporated into your projections. So when you're seeing a guy pop, you're not supposed to give them extra weighting here because it's an extreme pump pitching umpire that's already weighted in the projections because the bat incorporates all of that i will look at it and i certainly will look at it for types of pitcher type like if it was an extreme hitters umpire for erod that would give me um pause for concern it's just a hitters umpire i'm not uh-huh. too concerned that's not going to make or break me because there's so much variance from um start to start with some of these umpires um it's it's when they're the extremes and the type of if it's the type of pitcher that I'm, that I'm pitching that I know will run up counts and whatnot. And, um, so Wheeler has the, and and like, so in for the matchup against Washington and Wheeler has, you know, not been great against uh, the Nats. I do kind of like the fact that it's an extreme pitcher matchup um, tonight, but like for Verlander, that doesn't really matter to me because the dude was going to K everybody anyway. Want to look at weather again, real quick. Kansas City and St. Louis um, postponed. That's not happening. Real quick, Rick. What, uh, Kansas City and St. Louis do not play anybody from there. Uh, that's not going to help. We got a lot of wind tonight. Did you see this? Wind's blowing out. Um, Atlanta and San Francisco. I know it's a tough ballpark, but you talk about the park factor in Acuna. Wow, it's it's tough not to notice that. Yeah, but the wind. Um, I don't think that's a big deal. I think it's it's the park um suppresses even the wind um i think that's just i don't think that really matters over there unless you're very I, I, may, I may be wrong but uh i'm pretty sure that's not a big deal but um anyway let me give the the the, the extreme so verlander has an extreme pitchers umpire wheeler has an extreme pitcher umpire those are the top two projecting right now um and that you know that's built into their projections um, Kershaw has an extreme pitchers umpire, which is interesting because people aren't going to play him, um, so much. And, uh, it's the matchup with, it's a great ballpark, huge ballpark boost for him and the high strikeout lineup. Now Kershaw has not been a high strikeout pitcher, but you know, it wouldn't shock me for him to put up a really strong start here. Um, then you get pitchers ump in, uh, Chicago for Eflin and Quintana, and then a hitters ump for Caleb Smith and Turnbull. Um, and then uh, nothing else really. There's a hitter's ump for, for Erod, Eduardo Rodriguez, but I'm not really too concerned with that. And uh, that's about it. Bobby Fye's with you on the wind in San Francisco. Just the crosswind. That's about it. I mean, the only thing that uh, they could have a wind blowing in at 80 miles an hour and Bond still would have hit one out in the bay, but that's about it. So I'm still looking at Acuna pretty heavily uh, at $14 on Yahoo. It's tough. It's tough not to lock him in. That's like, how often are you going to see that guy at $14? It's not a sucker, is it? I mean, no, it's just, uh, you're dealing with a tough ballpark. Thank you, um, Bob. No, he's a solid play. All right. Very good. Let's do the stacks real quick and then uh, we'll get out of here. All right. Um, I mean, you know who I love? I love Houston tonight against Covey. Bregman, Brantley, uh, Correa, Marisnik, Chirinos, all these guys I think are in play. Mariners, of course, 
I mean, Edwin Encarnacion. You love Gallo to homer. I love Encarnacion tonight to homer. Who's your stacks? I mean, the Yankees have to be number one um, just because of Hess and that bullpen and the ballpark. And uh, sorry about that. No um, Pick it up. See what it is. Yo, who this? <laughs> joking. Um, <laughs> you know, I used to do that. We used to do that on our uh, radio shows. Uh, uh, then um, Seattle for pricing. Yeah. Uh, Rangers, I think, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't gotten the pulse of whether people are going to, I, they should play Texas. I'm just not sure if they're going to play Texas, okay. um, but they're going to play. They're certainly going to play like as Drupal. Um, but like some of the other guys without the platoon advantage, um, you know, which is, mo- you know, most of them, um, I'm just curious. So that would be a mistake to not play these guys. Um, but like for a low own, I mean, pe- the Brewers are getting forget forgot. Everyone's forgetting about the Brewers. Um, they're getting overlooked. Um, the Twins, just because they have a lot of lefty bats, they shorten that that porch and uh, in uh, at the Angels, and uh, they have a bunch of lefty bats to take advantage of that. And um, so I really like them because Cahill's just been given. You know, it's easy. Not only is there a stolen base upside for some of their guys, but there's just been, you know, he's just been giving up the bombs too as well. Um, I mean, Hess, but nobody gives up bombs like Hess has been giving up bombs. He's got, comes in with the highest home run per nine by a mile. Um, so, you know, you have to go think the Yankees are number one. All right, buddy. Great stuff. Appreciate it. Make sure, again, if you haven't already checked it out, YouTube page, Roto Grinders, like it, subscribe, uh, leave us questions, and we'll be answering it uh, definitely on this show on Tuesdays. Chris Kirkwood, I'm holding Christian. Kirkwood, good luck tonight, man. Take care of yourself. And thanks for help on the uh, Astros build. I'll get back to that. Keep tweaking it. Appreciate it. You got it. Take care, guys. We just talk one, one little piece of strategy from yesterday, too, that happened where so in these tournaments, we always talk about it. I'm not talking about high stakes with 20 people in it. I'm not, I'm not talking about cash games. But these massive fields, 15 bucks, 10 bucks, 100000 up top. Golden State has this news yesterday where they're going to start McKinney and they're going to start Jordan Bell. So everyone naturally, like it's the regular season, just runs and throws these guys in their lineups because they're going to start. I just think it's really bad in a spot like that with gold. It's different on every team, but I'm just throwing it out there with Golden State because these guys aren't high usage guys. They're not that much better than guys like Looney, Livingston, Quinn Cook, these other guys to where I think you're so much better off. I'm not saying to full fade them because they're starting, but don't get overly excited just because they're starting. Like I think – I, it's not just because of the way it worked out either. Like Looney Livingston ended up being the nuts, but Looney lower owned just because he's not starting. He's still better than Jordan Bell. It doesn't matter if he's starting. So I think it's just a lesson to learn. Like you don't have to run just because they're starting. Like tonight, if Norman Powell starts over somebody, I think it's a little different because they're only playing seven guys. Golden State's playing. They played 11 guys last night. Starting doesn't matter. So you just got to – don't just run to do something just because of regular season. That's what you do. Hey, I think you hit – I think you hit on a big point there. 
when they announced Iggy was out last night and that Jordan Bell was Jordan Bell and McKinney were starting, I had 20 lineups on each site. When I got that alert on my phone, you know how many lineups I had to change? Zero. Yep. Because we already knew, even if Iggy played, yeah. we already I was already fading Iggy. I was had no because we're watching the games. We know what's going on. We know he's not effective right now. We know that uh, the guys like Looney are the guys we want in there anyway, and, and guys we say, yeah. So when Norman Powell gets announced as a starter tonight or, or Brogdon gets announced as the starter over Bledsoe or whatever, George Hill, whoever, I won't have to adjust anything because we're already on it. We already know Norman Powell is, the, is like the third premier play on Toronto or the fourth play. We already know that. We're already on Brogdon and, uh, and George Hill. We don't, have to, we don't have to adjust just because they technically – has a starter by their name. You know, we already know what's going on. So be prepared, man. This is what's going on. And now if they come out tonight and they say, you know what, we're going to sit Brooke Lopez and we're going to start, you know, some random guy. It's like, all right, well, maybe I'll take notice now. But these other things we already know. So we already know what's going on. We're good to go here, I think, right? We're, we're locked up. Yeah. We're in there. It's winding down, guys. We got to get in on it now. We, we Who knows how many of these uh, – Milwaukee-Toronto games we have left, but there can't be that many of them, and then we'll get the finals, and then we'll put a bowl on the NBA season. That'll be it. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Monkey Knife Fight Show. Guys, if you haven't seen this before, I'm giving you some of my favorite props over on Monkey Knife Fight. If you haven't signed up yet, making bad life decisions, sign up using the promo code GRINDERS. Get a free 100% deposit bonus up to your first $50. That's free money. All you've got to do is sign up using the promo code and play through it, and the money is yours. And I'm giving you the picks multiple times a week. You don't have to do any research. Just watch these videos, throw them in, and let the money roll in. Got four of them for you today. All NBA props, all winners, hopefully. So we'll get to those in a second, including my late-night dagger, which is a 2 out 3 rapid fire. All right, let's get my first prop here. It's a 2 out of 2 over-under in the Toronto versus Milwaukee all right, this has been a fun series, and Kawhi has been doing well. Over 30 points in all three games, but only over 31 once. That was a double overtime game. Yes, I get the temptation to take the over because of what he's doing, but most of the time he's going to end up in the 28 to 31 point range. He's going to get the under more than half the time here. I am taking the under in this game and Vegas slightly agrees with me with the juice being on the under. Next up we have Giannis over under 26.5 points. I am taking the under here too. It's very simple. He is not on the same level for scoring points as he should be right now in this series. Has been a little bit slow. I know that the juice is slightly heavier on the over over in Vegas but I don't care. Last four games 12 points, 30 points, 24 points, 20 points. He's been consistently getting under this prop here. I'm going to assume it's going to happen again. He may get real close, but I think the under hits more often. All right, next up, we have another over-under here. This one's a two out of three in the same game. All right, so Giannis, over-under 3.5 steals. I am taking the over here. It's that simple. He has been crushing it on blocks and steals lately. Last four games here. Four and one, two and one, three and two, two and two. He would have hit it in two out of the last three games here. Going to be heavily involved again in this game. Should end up getting five to six here, in all honesty. But I'm not going to be surprised if he only ends up with four. That's what we need to win. That's what he's going to get at least. Next up, 
Same exact thing as the last one. Kawhi, over under 31.5 points. I'm taking the under here. Like I said, he's probably going to end up with right around 30, but the chances of him getting over 31 are less than 50% here. So I am going to go with the under. Last up, we have Middleton, 2.53 points made. Yes, he can crush in any given game, but he has not been the same Middleton this series here, only getting about 10 points a game. Nine in the last one, 12 in the one before that, 11 in the one before that. Yes, he can easily get multiple threes here and end up with four to five, but I think the more likely answer is that he's going to end up with around one to two. We'll see what happens, but I am taking the under. All right, next up, we got my third prop here. It's a two out of two rapid fire in the Toronto versus Milwaukee. All right, we kind of alluded this a little bit in the first prop, but Giannis points versus Kawhi points. I'm taking the under on both of them in that prop, but this one, I'm taking Giannis plus 5.5 points. Like I said, Vegas currently has Giannis pegged for around five less points than Kawhi, so 5.5 is giving him a slight little advantage there, and I think he's more likely to go over than Kawhi is. I'm taking Giannis. Next up, rebounds, Siakam versus Gasol. Currently, Vegas has both of them pegged for 7.5. Currently, Vegas has both of them right around a 140 to 150 minus for the under, meaning it's way more likely that they hit the under here. I think they end up with the same amount. I wouldn't be surprised if Siakam ends up with more. I'm guessing Siakam's more likely to end up with more, and Siakam is getting the tiebreaker. So this makes it really easy for me. Me, I'm taking Siakam, and I'm moving on. All right, last up, we got my last prop there here. But before we get to that, don't forget to sign up using the promo code Grinders. As I already said, great deposit bonus. And don't forget to like and subscribe to these videos. You subscribe, you know exactly when these videos come out, so you can get these props before they take them down. Sometimes information comes out that makes them have to take them down. They try and keep them up as long as they possibly can for the ones on the video but it's better to get in sooner rather than later. But let's get to my last prop. It's a two out of three rapid fire in the same game. All right, we already talked about Giannis versus Kawhi points and that I am going with Giannis. We already went through it. I'm higher on Giannis than I am Kawhi in terms of this prop here. Same thing with Siakam versus Gasol. The tiebreaker is too much for me to ignore here. So I am rolling with Siakam. I think that he wins straight up, but the tiebreaker is always a nice thing to have. Lastly, we have assists. Lowry versus Bledsoe. Bledsoe is getting one and a half. Currently, Vegas has Kyle Lowry projected for two more assists than Bledsoe, with heavier juice on the over than it has over with Bledsoe here. Vegas thinks that Lowry is going to end up with at least two more than Bledsoe is, and I am in agreement. Giving up one and a half is not enough. If he was getting up two and a half, it'd be a different story, but you take Lowry here and you move on. All right, guys, thanks for watching. Hope you enjoyed the video. Hope you crush all those props there. I'll be back again later this week for some more. So I'm out of here. See you, kids. Hey, thanks for checking out our videos. If you want more expert advice on DraftKings, FanDuel, or any other daily fantasy sports, make sure you check out the current videos playlist.
going on, Roto Grinders? Dean here at Dean7904. If you want to get all technical on me, it is 5 o'clock on the East Coast, 2 o'clock on the West o'clock Tennessee time, which, of course, we just time for the flagship show here at Roto Grinders. It is called Grinders Live. It's sponsored by Fantasy Draft. And join me today, you might know him from such things as the morning grind from NASCAR. It's one Stevie TPFL. What's up, Stevie? What's up, Dean? Uh, the countdown kind of ruined our – we were having, like, a, a fun little conversation about um, moonshine and jelly beans. So, um <laughs> Sure, sure. All the people watching um, certainly want to hear about that instead of uh, the baseball slate. That is um, a really good slate today. Yeah, producer Dave, who's filling in for the D train, uh, ruining. You know, he's just so rude, like putting us on air. I was, I was curious. I had some follow up questions. You were saying, you know, one of the NASCAR events you worked. Apparently, they gave out moonshine, which is so hilarious to me. <laughs> but uh, is that even like something you can do? I don't know. Is that encouraged? Well, I guess yeah, it was, just, it, it was, I think it was Daytona. Um, it might've been Bristol, but yeah, we got moonshine on one of the racetracks. I, it's my understanding. It's, moonshine is, has like no definitive formula. It's like it teaches. And I always assume it's like being created like in like some random bathtub. Is, am I, has it been like a, is it more? It's like a thing now. <laughs> yeah. You can go, you like buy moonshine now. It's yeah. Nice. I didn't, I didn't know that. And I, I didn't know it was like a definitive product and has like a definitive formula. I thought it was kind of like, you know, an old family recipe or something like that back when, uh, no, I don't know, in the 20s or something like that when you couldn't even get buy alcohol. But maybe, I, I, you know, somewhere in like the middle of like one of the Carolinas or something like that. I have no clue. But uh, Stevie, uh, oh, you said tonight you have a, I, I had a follow up question on this as well, too. We'll talk the 14 game baseball slate in just a second. Uh, actually, uh, it's a 13 game base, baseball slate. Uh, Kansas City and uh, St. Louis are not playing tonight. So cross them off the list. But Stevie, you said you have your, uh, this is a fun moment, you have your baby reveal tonight. Uh, and I was wondering, now this is like the, this is a big fad and everybody, you know, records it and puts it on their Facebook and their Twitter and whatever. And, you know, like I've seen people before, I know you're an athlete. Uh, I'm hoping this is what I'm going to guess. Is it like one of those deals where like the, they throw a pitch and you hit a baseball and it explodes pink or explodes blue or a pinata. What, what are we doing here for the reveal? Yeah, we thought about doing that. We thought about like, cause I'm into guns and stuff. We thought about like an exploding target um but we've been super busy like we're we're in the process of closing on a house um so we've been like super busy with that and anybody that's ever gone through that process knows how busy you get and then we have like our like big baby like um appointment on wednesday so we kind of ran out of time so we are dressing in white and we have our our parents like my parents and her parents coming over tonight we're gonna um they're gonna silly string us uh with blue or pink and we're gonna be blindfolded and it's it's gonna be kind of fun there you go good times uh we're sitting here in the chat apparently yeah i guess it's been uh moonshine has, has sold out to the big moonshine or something like that whatever it's called because yeah they're saying that now big companies have moved in uh although it's not they're saying it's not legitimate shine <laughs> it's i've not had like, legitimate shine before and um that night was not fun I've had like a seven at once, like some random dude. Uh, well, I mean, whatever. It's a, <laughs> not worth getting into, but uh, it just tasted like – it didn't taste pleasant. I didn't enjoy it. I, I feel like if I never have it again the rest of my life, I'm good. Um, by the way, if you guys are watching us on the old YouTube, feel free to like, subscribe, jump on over here to rotorgrinders.com. If you're asking questions at YouTube, uh, David, I imagine it's going to be copying and pasting uh, those questions and throwing them up at the end of the show when we have our little question and answer session. We try to knock out as many questions as possible. Uh, you know, hopefully about 10 minutes or so, give or take, depending on how yappy we may or may not be. And, uh, of course, if you guys are in the Rotor Runners chat, feel free to ask questions. And you can ask questions as uh, as we move along throughout the show, too. And if it's uh, if it makes sense, according to the conversation we're having, maybe we'll just kind of pick those up uh, as we go along. I try to keep my eye on the chat as much as possible. Stevie, this is a 
this is an awesome slate, right? It's a good one. I'm 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 overwhelmed though because there's so there's just too many good pitchers. Yeah, like um, a lot of good pitchers. I, I really like the St. Louis bats today, and I'm kind of sad that game got postponed. I, I really was I was wanting to attack that spot. It was a really nice pivot off of the Texas Seattle game. Um, still kind of trying to figure out where I want to pivot off of that game, but there are. Like my list for pitchers today is is longer than it is normally uh, on a fifteen game slate, and it's still I'm I'm struggling to like narrow it down because like some of these lineups are coming out and like you like the pitcher even more when the lineup comes out. So it's it's certainly a tough slate, but I kind of know who like my top three guys are on this slate. Well, let me play the feud. Can we play the feud? I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna say a name and see if he's on your board. Uh, right. I'm going to say Justin Verlander is on your, is, the, is on your board. And he's probably number one, if not number one, number two. He is not on my board. Not on the board. That's a, that's an X. You got to throw an X up. That's an X. Like he, he, he is, he is probably the best pitcher on the slate. One of the safest pitchers on the slate, but he is not on my board today. Okay. Uh, well, I'll talk about Verlander then in a second, I suppose, after we put the feud, but I'm curious. He's a, he's a great play. Like, I'm not saying he's not, and we, we could talk about that in a second, but it, when I'm looking at, like, the bats on the slate, it's it's tough to fit him in. Are you saying we live in the world of a salary cap? Is that what I'm hearing in so many words? We surely do, Dean. We surely do. Um, yeah, it, it is kind of tricky to, you know, it, it depends where you're shopping, obviously, and then if you, if you roster Verlander, you kind of have to step down a little bit as far as your SP2 if you want to load up on some bats, and you know, uh, as far as the umpire data, maybe we'll show some of the umpire data later on the show. Of course, we give our premium peak. We'll tell you what's going down umpire-wise, but uh, I'll give you this. Uh, the two best pitchers, well, well, I guess that's my opinion, I suppose. We'll talk about it. Uh, on the slate, Burlander and Smith have uh, both extreme pitchers umpires. And, of course, the, the, the ballpark that is the biggest pop as far as total has an extreme hitters umpire. So uh, I, I'm typically one that gravitates toward the chalk or toward the quote-unquote good plays. Uh, and obviously there's variants in baseball, heavy variants in baseball. You can do whatever you want in tournaments. But uh, especially if you're at cash games, I don't think you really want to run away too much with that chalk because it is strengthened by the umpires for what that's worth. But all right, Stevie, I have one strike on the feud. You're going to you're gonna say the best pitcher, I don't know, this guy's arguably been, not arguably, the stats will tell you he's been a top five pitcher this season. You know, anything you're looking, any metric you're looking at, uh, it's got to be Caleb Smith, right? He's got the biggest K rate in the slate. He's got the biggest swinging strike uh, rate in the slate. He's got uh, the best Sierra on the slate, I believe. Is it the best? It's close to, if not. Yeah, I believe so. Of course, he's jumping in the American League, and he's facing the Detroit team that does not have a pitcher swinging a bat, but it's also the Detroit team that strikes out a ton. Uh, Caleb Smith. Show me Caleb Smith. Yep, that, you, you certainly got that one. You, you, know, you talked about a lot of the reasons why to like Caleb Smith. He has the second-highest swinging strike rate in baseball this season, above Verlander, above Scherzer. The only guy he's behind is Blake Snell. Um, so... This has been a great season. We're really seeing Caleb Smith take that next step. The lineup is actually really nice for him. You know, you, you worry about Castellanos. You worry about Miguel Cabrera. But even, like, Miggy now, we worry about Miggy more for, like, singles and doubles more than we do home runs nowadays. So this is a good lineup for Caleb Smith. I think he goes out and he dominates this game for sure. Yeah, I'm pulling up the lineup here as far as Detroit. I will say this. The, the samples aren't huge in these guys. Uh, but as far as 2018, 2019, as far as striking out versus lefties, it's not as big as the numbers you might suspect it would be. Uh, we're looking at 18.8% collectively. Grainer and Jones, the bottom of the lineup, struck out a fair bit. But, you know, good room. These guys are small samples. Like Lugo's a small sample of 10.5%. Stewart's a really small sample of 5.3%. So that might be a little bit deceptive. 
but like K.O. Smith has just been awesome. 29.8% K rate the last two years. Um, and it's even higher this year, obviously. Bigger K rate versus the righties and versus the lefties. Uh, who else is on your board? We'll talk about Berlander in a second. I'm going to say Zach Wheeler's in your board. No, I hate Wheeler today. Um, I, I talked about this a lot on the morning grind. Um, this is the fourth time he's facing this team this season. Um, and they've owned him three times. And, like, he's pitching on back-to-back um, outings again against this team. It's just not a spot. Like, with all these pitchers on the slate, I'm going to play Wheeler. Okay. Um, all right. Hold oh. on a second. I, one more, and you get to steal, and you get the answer. I know. I get the answer to my question here. So. <laughs> okay. I have to start. So I don't think dollar for dollar, I think Granky's a good pitcher in the slate. I just don't think I can get there. Uh, and again, he's one of those deals who live in the world of a salary cap. So uh, I like Granky, but he kind of falls off a little bit. Uh, Kershaw, you know, obviously the K's aren't there like it used to be. The control is still there, but the K's are still pretty good, like 24%, give or take, which is fine. Uh, jumping into the AL, which is not fine necessarily, but he is playing in a big cavernous ballpark. Now just I, I'm just afraid to get my third strike. You know what? I, you know who I think it might be? This is – oh, man, it's going to be uh, – I think it's – um, hmm. Well, oh, it's got to be Erod. You're a homer. It's Erod. He's on the board. It's not Erod. I do like oh! Erod, but he's not, he's not in my top three today. Like I said, I, I really just – have what I, what I want in my top three: um, Caleb Smith, uh, Clayton Kershaw, and Turnbull. I was not on Clayton Kershaw at all to start the day, but with Diaz getting scratched, they added another lefty in Choi. That's made they made it three lefties. The righties that are in there, there's not a ton of power in this lineup. Like there's a lot of strikeouts in this lineup that came out, and this is what I was talking about. Like when you start to see the lineups come out, there's a 27% K rate against left-handed pitching in this lineup since the start of last season. I love Turnbull. It's a great matchup against Miami. It's a right-handed heavy team. The guy has been death the righties this season. You know, just looking at it, he's he's a cheap chalk pitcher, don't care. Um, looking at, like, Clayton Kershaw at projected ownership around 3%, Dean, I love pivoting off of, you know, Granky and Eflin and these guys to look at a Clayton Kershaw who can go out and just absolutely dominate in this pitcher's ballpark. Uh, there's definitely some K's, of course, that Tampa line up too collectively at Joy 29%, Garcia 26, Darno, who's been a disaster. Uh, I mean, small sample size, but his number pops too. Uh, Brandon Lowe, plenty of pop when he's not banging out, he's striking out, striking out for sure. And Willie Adamas, you know, a prospect, but he's definitely not a fully developed player just yet. 27.1% collectively. Of course, Kershaw, the last two years, Stevie, 23.6% as far as striking out, uh, you know, as far as his Ks, which isn't great. But, uh, I mean, it's not what it used to be, but it's still, like, above league guy. Well, like, the other thing that you got to remember about Kershaw is, like, he is going to the American League. We don't have to worry about him getting pitch hit for. He could throw 110 pitches in this game, <laughs> not get pinch hit for in the seventh inning because his spot comes up. And it doesn't sound like a big deal, but Dave Roberts makes it a big deal. Yeah, that's something. I mean, I would take the under on 110, obviously. But uh, I would say, like, yeah, he's not going to get pinched for, like, in the sixth inning or something like that. A couple guys on, tight game. Uh, by the way, just this game in general. Let's, let's just put the warning out there now. At least, uh, the, So the Dodgers are a team that have a pile of lefties, obviously, pretty left-handed team. And they're facing Wood, who is the opener. Beeks is the, is the guy that's likely to come in. Uh, I think this Dodgers, are, this Dodgers lineup, from the offensive perspective, is kind of uh, not good, a bad ballpark, and a lefty's going to be coming in at some point, Beeks. And uh, Beattie's the one that really scares me, batting leadoff. He's a left-hander. I think there's a very real chance he only hits like gets like one or two at-bats, and like David Freeze comes in for him. Is this something you thought about? 
Yeah, like the only two guys that like I will play or three. I guess it's three. I always play Bellinger. He's good against everybody. But Justin Turner and Kiki Hernandez are probably the only two that like I actually trust outside of Bellinger in this lineup today. Uh, as far as some other pitchers, this guy—that was just kind of a thought. I figured we might as well get it out of the way because uh, I mean, Beatty's leading off and he's super cheap in some places, and I think that's kind of—it's uh, a big red flag for me. And he's also not good. Like I, I just became aware of this guy's existence about a half hour ago, but I was digging into him. He, he projects to be uh, like a less than an average player in the majors. Uh, doesn't really do anything special. Not a lot of speed. Not a lot of power. Um, all right. Well, what about Aramon Marquez? We finally got a good spot here in Pittsburgh, right? I really like him on Fanduel. His price is is down on Fanduel. Um, he's certainly somebody that I'm considering over on Fanduel. I'll have him on a few teams today. Wrote him up in lineup HQ under salary tags on Fanduel just because he's so cheap. Um, it's a good spot for him. Not a high strikeout spot. Uh, you know, Pittsburgh, a team that doesn't strike out, but like I, I see him going like seven and having a pretty clean game here. So he's certainly in consideration for what we like over there you know the quality start he's in consideration for a win against chris archer um you know he's a favorite on the road so um certainly like him and domingo herman a great matchup against baltimore and i was kind of thinking he was going to fly under the radar today and it's it's sounding a lot like he's going to fly under the radar he's kind of right in that him and verlander are like in that four and five range for me today um you know but you know domingo herman he has a strikeout upside against a team that strikes out a ton. And anytime you see Chris Davis in that sixth spot, you know, there's two or three strikeouts there. Uh, you're talking as far as uh, Marquez. Yeah. Not a ton of case here. As far as that Pittsburgh lineup, there is a lot of guys that make contact, but I will say it's nice to see Polanco. Well, Polanco got scratched and he was, uh, he was relieved by uh, Reynolds. Reynolds strikes out uh, at a greater clip. So it's an upgrade to Marquez for what it's worth. And, you know, you want to see as many righties in there as possible. And the, this Pittsburgh lineup's mostly left-handed, which is somewhat concerning to some degree. Uh, but I think from a run prevention perspective, it's going to be pretty positive. Of course, last two years, Marquez, the guy that strikes up 33% of righties and just 21% of lefties, which is acceptable, uh, but obviously not elite. But the price is kind of baked in over there in FanDuel. I, I like it over there, too. That's probably the best spot for it. Playable in fans, draft playable in DK, but probably the best place for it is, is FanDuel. Um, I saw somebody in chat. Maybe we'll get into this conversation later when we, we pull up uh, you know, the lineup HQ as far as some ownership stuff, uh, do a little premium peek. But Somebody was saying they're talking about the ownership projection of Caleb Smith, and I think they said 8%. Now, of course, obviously, Javino and his team, they're always refreshing it. They're always tinkering based upon the latest news and, and things that are adjusting and things that are going down. But And somebody's like, that that ownership projection is trash. And, you know, we just ran off a bunch of pitchers that we like. There's probably one or two we still haven't even mentioned yet. Uh, Verlander we kind of brushed over, but I think Verlander is going to be the super chalk. And to play Verlander and Caleb Smith is really, really, really hard to do. So um, I don't think Caleb Smith's going to be that heavily owned. Also, like you say, jumping jump into the American League, which people are somewhat concerned with probably to some degree. Uh, I, I don't think he's going to be heavily owned. I don't think Caleb Smith's going to be heavily owned either. I don't think a lot of these pitchers up at the top are going to be heavily mm-hmm. outside of Verlander. I think he's going to be really popular. And that's another reason that, like, I'm not saying Verlander's a bad play. I think he's one of the best plays on the slate. But when I'm starting to consider price and I'm starting to consider ownership and I like some of these other guys that are cheaper that are going to be lower owned. That's what I'm looking at. Like, and in cash games, you can play Verlander. Um, I have no issues with playing Verlander in cash. Um, I'm still not doing it, but I can certainly see why people would play him in cash today. You're not playing Verlander in cash. I'm not, I'm still playing Smith. Um, it's really like Smith allowed me to pay like an extra couple hundred bucks for a couple positions that I was kind of on the fence on. And I like where the build is. So 
that's why right now I have Smith and right now on FanDuel, I have um, Herman Marquez um, as, as my cash game pitcher, but you know, that might change as well. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to say definitively, but the plan for me is to play Verlander uh, in cash almost yep. for sure. But you know, I don't have my laps just yet and things may change, especially when you're, you know, tinkering at the last second, but uh, uh, as, oh, as far as Verlander, you know, as far as the lineup he's facing, but have we seen a total or a, odds? I saw it was minus 390. That's pretty big, right? I mean, have we seen a bigger one this year than minus 390 as far as, you know, just the actual team who's going to win Houston or, or the White Sox? There was a spot earlier this year that was really high like that too. I can't remember. I think it was DeGrom against the Marlins. <laughs> uh, was that the, when it worked out or did it, when, it, when it didn't work out? But uh, I, don't, I think it was the time that it didn't work out. Yeah. Oh boy. I'm getting not saying that Verlander's not going to work out tonight. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Verlander should be fine. And like you said, he's facing the White Sox team. It's pretty terrible. Uh, there is some power there and Verlander is vulnerable to go and get the occasional Homer. If he does, hopefully it's the solo job. Uh, obviously there's some K's in this lineup from a Chicago perspective, 23.6% collectively as far as striking out. And, you know, you got some of the K guys at the top too with Moncada, obviously one of the better sticks, but when he's not doing things, he's, he is striking out Garcia as well. Uh, beef, beef Castillo, Jimenez, uh, a pile of dudes that, that are going to strike out collectively at 23.6%. So, <clears throat> but yeah, like you say, look at the numbers this season. Uh, Caleb Smith just has better numbers than Verlander. Now, of course, Verlander pitches in the American League and he pitches in a, you know, a more hitter-friendly ballpark amongst the two. So you can make those arguments of comparing the two, which is the stats say that Caleb has been a better you know, statistical pitcher at least this season. Let's talk about the win game. Uh, you know, we were both talking about the, the weather edge from Roth. Uh, you know, based upon 29 previous games that have similar weather uh, issues, I don't know if 29 is a big enough sample size. Do you think it is? It's something. I don't know if it's big enough, but it's something. It's big enough in, in Wrigley for me. Um, you know, anytime we we see wind in Wrigley, I want as much information as I, as I can, right? Like, you know, so anything that I can get my hands on that's going to help me, whether it be the weather edge, whether it be Roth saying that, like, this is a bump to pitchers, like, whenever you see a Wrigley total come out at seven, you know um, that, you know, Vegas is kind of in the same thought process as you. So both of these pitchers have strikeout upside, which I like, you know, they're not pitch to contact guys. So Jose Quintana and Zach Eflin are both in play to me today. I don't like Eflin as much as I like Quintana just because of price. Like when I'm looking at Eflin today, there's just so many pitchers in this price range. I already talked about how much I like Kershaw and Herman. Marquez on the other side like you know there's just so many pitchers and then when you look down there's Jose Quintana and there's Turnbull so I think that Turnbull is right there I was actually expecting Quintana to be higher on um, than Turnbull but I'm gonna mix and match those guys in tournaments but I still like Turnbull a little bit more yeah I mean I wish the Philly team wasn't so patient Quintana can get wild on occasions so that's somewhat concerning what do we have there as far as the umpire do you have it in front of you I don't think it's anything extreme. It's probably it's not. It's it's a pitcher umpire, but it's it's kind of neutral. I mean, McCutcheon, Harper, Hoskins, uh, you know, Cesar. Those guys are all willing to take a walk for sure. Collectively, ten point eight percent. So, pretty big walk number uh, as a team, as a unit to look, kind of make them work. Uh, and what I was getting at as far as the weather edge is, uh, again, small sample size or whatever you want to call it. Take it for what it's worth. But twenty nine previous games and the similar conditions there in Wrigley and no other ballpark in all baseball does wind and, and weather conditions get affected than Wrigley because, you know, well, uh, that, that's just the history shows that and what the surrounding area, I guess it's, I don't know what the math of it is or the science of it is, but the surrounding area around it, it's not blocking as much stuff, yada, yada, yada. Negative 57.8% as far as the home run suppression. 
the run suppression, not as big, uh, you know, minus 8.2% and a minus 9.7% as far as ERA. Uh, you know, we have a, it looks like a crosswind that is also blowing in to some degree at 17 miles per hour. Stay tuned on that. But, you know, Vegas suspects it's going to be a low scoring game. And uh, so I, those, uh, I might land on Contana as my SP2 if I need, I need extra dollars. If I have more dollars, I, I, I'd probably land on Wheeler, but I hear your concerns about him. Uh, and I don't mind Turnbull either, who's been okay. Like Turnbull hasn't been a disaster. He's not like this big name. He's been fine, and he's facing a terrible Marlins team. We lost Birdie. Uh, Birdie went the DL for what it's worth, and not that he's good, but whoever replaced him was probably worse. Uh, I think actually Granderson's leading off for a revenge game. Uh, they have two catchers in the lineup today. They're not used to the DH. They have two catchers in the lineup, and one of them is Chad Wallach, and he is terrible. Um, I think he's like a hundred and eight lifetime hitter. Um, he's not good at all. So. What Turnbull needs is righties, and there's eight righties and no good righties in this lineup, or seven righties and no good righties in this lineup. So it's a really good spot for Turnbull. Yeah, let's go ahead and pull and pull up the splits up now on the old plate IQ as far as um, uh, let's see, uh, right-handers. That this speaks to your point, though, Stevie. Uh, versus lefties, his K's are 18.6 percent. Versus righties, big pop, big jump, 28.1 percent. Uh, he's got an ISO of 92. That's really good. This is kind of a small sample size. We don't have a big sample on Turnbull, but you know, 135 at-bats versus righties, a well of 259. I, uh, yeah, he might be my SP2 as well. And, you know, if I'm going to step down from Berliner and kind of load up some bats, I don't mind like a Quintana, you know, Turnbull combination where I can actually get to a few more bats that I want. But for my cash games, I really, really want to get Berliner in there. Um, yeah, Wallach, I believe that's, um, is that like Tim Wallach's kid or something like that? The former Expo or something like that? Yep. Is that, that that's who it is, right? Yeah, I think he's with that organization too. Like he's one of the coaches or something on that organization. Yeah, I wouldn't surprise. Or he was doing an interview. I was watching a a Marlins game when he was catching, and they were talking to Wallach. So I don't remember exactly. Yeah. Uh, and anything else that? Uh, so any of these other pitchers doing anything for you? Like, are you going to scrape the barrel? Because again, if you want to load up on all the bats in the world, but uh, I don't really like anybody here. <laughs> you know, Beeks is kind of priced up. I don't like anybody beyond beyond Turnbull uh lance the only other guy the only other guy for me is sean anderson um top prospect in this organization top pitching prospect in this organization the ballpark is very fair it should help with home runs he has a little bit of strikeout upside if i'm going down that far he's probably my favorite play in that range but i'm with you i don't really expect to go under turnbull very often if at all yeah i wonder if there's any names in the chat that uh, they might want us to discuss or anything like that but uh um yeah uh, watch marlins well, games because it's local <laughs> get local marlins games rays and marlins dude you don't get the uh the tv package i do get the tv package but when i'm watching tv with my wife and she goes to the bathroom i'll check in on a marlins game or a rays game okay all right fair yeah like for me it's a whole process because you got to get like my local company doesn't offer it to me and i got to put it on the uh the xbox or i gotta watch it on the, the, the like that's a, what i i do the same yeah, yeah. like I, I have spectrum and they don't offer it so I watch I watch a lot of games on my laptop um, <laughs> when we're watching TV together, but she doesn't mind it as long as I don't have sound on. It doesn't matter. I think Dwayne Stats is like drunk calling like half those games for the Rays. By the way, I, I just that's just the way I picture him when I listen to him. Just the the, the play I play guy for Tampa. I don't know. Just sort of. He has an interesting um, take on baseball. It sounds like he's in the bag half the time, but uh, which is good for him. You know, that it makes for a more interesting uh, broadcast, I suppose. Um, all right, we're are we we're done with pitchers, right? Like I don't have much else. Archer, they're throwing out Archer in the chat. Like, 
I, I think I'm finally done with Archer. He could be fine. And of course, you know, Colorado is a, a much different team outside of course. And, you know, that ballpark that protects Archer too, but it's just, I like the other guys at similar price points more and that's it. Chris Archer, Stevie. Yeah, no, no Archer. I, I actually agree with Dean happens very, very seldom, but yeah. Uh, all right. As far as the hitters, we kind of touched on the, the 11 and a half total there. Uh, of course, in that Texas game, and I think you're going to watch some shares of that. And Tommy Malone is back in our lives. Who, uh, you know, this guy last we saw him, he was getting his face punched in for what uh, for Washington, you know, pile of homers. Uh, and you know, it's a tricky spot because you know Texas has more lefties than many other teams, and they're facing Tommy Malone. And you see lefty and lefty, and you run away. But Tommy Malone's not a guy that dominates lefties, you know, throughout his career. And I was looking at his splits, and for homers, it's like 1.45 versus righties, 1.37 versus lefties. So I'm okay rostering those Texas lefties. I'm not sure. What's the approach of that, Stevie? You think people are going to be running away? Like typically, you know, you see lefty and lefty and they just run away, but I think that's a mistake today. Yeah, it's a mistake. I don't expect Tommy Malone to pitch too deep into this game. Um, Seattle bullpen, not very good. The thing is like both these bullpens kind of stink. So if neither one of these pitchers pitch too deep, we know Lance Lynn's going to go out there and gut it out as much, as long as he can, but he's just going to give up so many home runs in the process today. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Is he going to get up so many home runs? He, he does get up homers. Obviously, much more vulnerable to lefties than he is versus righties, but he gives us some ISO to righties as well, too. And different Seattle lineup we're seeing today. Uh, no D. Gordon. Uh, Shed Long is going to be playing for him. He's batting ninth. And uh, Healy went in the DL as well, too, or the IL. I think both those guys went in the IL. So we're, we're going to see uh, Hanniger leading off, which is he doesn't exactly scream traditional leadoff hitter, but that's good. I like that they roster. They could have put Shed Long up there, but uh, who's got some speed for sure uh who's your favorite player and we'll go around the horn in a second obviously but who's your play, favorite player on each side of this game uh probably Vogelbach uh, obviously um no shock to anybody but like he's in a, a great spot for a home run Lance Lynn Vogelbach you know just seems like a match made in heaven a lot of hard contact made here um so Vogelbach and not your traditional like play but like I like Joey Gallo the lefty lefty matchup um never scares me for Joey Gallo and he's either going to strike out or hit home runs that's what he does against left-handed pitching and if I'm expecting Malone to kind of get beat up here then I'm not expecting him to be in that game that long and I, I like tacking that bullpen so Joey Gallo and uh, Vogelbach are probably my two favorite places from this game another weird lineup too for Texas they uh, they take they kicked out Chu uh, versus the lefty he's not playing today and uh, Forsyth is leading off it's just weird seeing like the price on Forsyth I wish he was cheaper it's it's egregious, right? It's egregious, but you know I understand it. I, well, how do they know the the price of that much against Tommy Malone? But uh, it, it's it's super pricey, and Calhoun is no longer cheap. Obviously, uh, I think he's like still three k or so on Fanduel, but on DK fans draft, he's priced up as well too. Um, yeah, and then we'll talk about catcher in a second. Where Jeff Mathis, I think, is going to be super popular uh, on DK, where you're forced to roster a catcher and. You know, uh, he's terrible. He's not a good – I was reading the chat before we jumped on the air, and I saw somebody asking a question, is Jeff Mathis a lock? Um, like, he's yes. not. <laughs> <laughs> There's more than one way to answer that question. Like, should he be in your cash game lineup? Um, probably. This is now DK. Not. I don't think he should be in fantasy draft or on Fandle. Um, but probably on DK. Uh, I'd really want to get to Gary Sanchez. We'll talk about it in a second. But I think he's really well positioned to bang one out. But, like, you know, he's a lock to probably be in, like, your optimal cash game lineup. But he also stinks. So, like, don't, don't expect Don't care it. if he stinks or not. 2.1K. Yeah. 
before we go around the horn, tell me one of your favorite players in the slate uh, that kind of makes things work for you tonight. Yeah, I like Max Kepler. I talked about this a lot on the podcast. Um, it, it's just when you're looking at pricing across the industry, like he's not priced where he should be. The, this guy has been hitting right-handed pitching all season, and he's leading off. They're on the road. We're looking at four or five at-bats here, and, well, he should be leading off. They don't, the lineup hasn't come out yet. We're looking at a pitcher in Trevor Cahill that's giving up a ton of home runs. He stinks against lefties, 50.8% hard hit rate. With 95, with a 50.7% balls over 90, um, 95 miles an hour coming off the bat. We look at Kepler, his average air distance this season is 325.3. Just sets up and screams home run in this matchup against Cahill, who can't strike lefties out. Average air distance. Now you're talking sexy to me. I like it. Wait, wait, wait to bust that one out. Um, all right, well, let's go around the horn. And, you, and you're talking about Cahill, by the way, as far as giving up homers, both sides of that, both sides of that game. Uh, Number two and number three on the slate as far as the pitchers, as far as giving up homers per nine. Trevor Cahill, 2.86 homers per nine this season. And Michael Pineda, two and a half on the other side. Uh, well, a lot of potential homers in that game tonight. And for what it's worth, it's a small sample, but that, that, that field's been playing uh, uh, more homer-friendly this season. Maybe it's finally adapting to, uh, you know, the right field fences being taken down or lowered to some degree. Not taken down, that would be uh, that would just cause mad, madness. You get all sorts of streakers. Uh, terrible idea. Keep the fence up for sure. Um, or maybe it's just a small sample thing. And of course, uh, that, that kind of leads us into going around the horn. And uh, the dude that's getting the most homers per nine is one David Hess, 3.12 homers per nine. And I was looking at his bad I'm like, bad 214. And I'm like, this guy's been lucky. And I'm like, well, no, that's because he's giving up all homers. <laughs> and those don't factor in the, on the batting average uh, involved because those, those balls aren't in play. So uh, it does not factor in. And he's facing a Yankee team that, you know, obviously still not fully healthy. But uh, Gary the Goat, Gary Sanchez is still there. It's it's a, a binary decision, right? And when, when building lineups, uh, a catcher, when you're forced to roster a catcher, it's been all the way down on a guy like Mathis or, uh, for me, Sanchez, a couple other guys that are worth talking about. But uh, how much are you prioritizing Sanchez in tournaments? Uh, I like Sanchez quite a bit. Uh, we have the pitching to be able to make it work today. I don't know how much I'll end up on him. Like, there's three catchers I'm going to play today. There's Mathis, there's Jason Castro in the middle, and there's Sanchez at the top. Like, those are the three guys that are, like, on my list. The only other guy that I'll consider playing is Kurt Casale. Like, he's 3.3, so if I have a little bit of extra money on a team and I can bump up from Mathis to him, I'll do that. But I, I honestly, I don't think I'm playing outside of those four guys any other catcher on the slate. What about Navarez? Have fun. What? Why, why do you say that? Like just because of his price. Like if I'm paying four seven, I'm getting five hundred dollars and playing Gary Sanchez. Yeah, but he's facing Lance Lynn. You know that bowl. Yeah, and Jason yeah. Castro, who like leads all baseball in like weird stats, like how hard he's hitting the ball. Yeah. Some random stats, but like he's cheaper than Navarez. Like for me. Like, Navarez is fine. I, I can see why people will play him. But if I'm paying up that much, I'm playing Sanchez or I'm going down to Castro. And, you know, that's just where my research has led me. And, I, and I'm and i a Grandall guy, and I love Milwaukee today. Like, I, I'm just – I'm set on these four guys, and that's it. And, like, I'll probably have zero Kirk Casale, but he's my fourth guy. I don't look dude that game as a whole. Like, Sonny Gray is a guy who I looked at for a second, and I know there's, there's a lot of Sonny Gray, Gray truthers that are out there. And – uh, in theory, there are some K's against this Milwaukee team. Obviously, it's a bad ballpark. Obviously, Milwaukee's got plenty of power. Um, 
I, I don't know what to do with him as a pitcher. I don't know what to do with him as far as picking on him. I just sort of hope that game is quiet both ways. At least that's where I'm at right now. What's your take on as far as Geo and Gray in Milwaukee? That game is going to be high scoring. Um, I, I built a game stack of that game already for tournaments. Like I, I like that game as a whole. And um, in, in my game stack, like I ended up punting catcher. So, you know, just leading back to the, I, we're getting a lot of questions in chat about this guy and that guy. Like, I'll be honest. Like, if I don't like somebody, I'm not going to say I like him. I can I can tell you a reason why to play Yasmani Grindal. I can tell you a reason why to play Jonathan Lucroy. You know, we can go into stats and be here for five hours talking about every single play. But, you know, I do that in the mornings. Uh, Vote, by the way, is batting second. They're asking about Stephen Vote uh, batting second versus Tehran. Of course, Tehran historically has issues. If he's going to scuffle, he's going to scuffle more likely against lefties as opposed to righties. But, of course, Vote is hitting in San Francisco, and, you know, that's a tough ballpark, the toughest ballpark to bang out homers. He is fairly cheap. Um, I'm okay with Vote. I mean, that's if you're in the middle, I suppose. And it doesn't – I guess you don't care. You're just <laughs> with your guys, and that's it. That's fine. No, and, like, he's really, really cheap. I, I get it. Um, I, I said I don't mind the cheap lefties in that game today, but – like I want a little bit of speed and Steven Vogt just doesn't give me that speed. If he hits it into the triangle, like he's not getting a triple like Brandon Crawford. Um, well, what catcher's gonna give, no catcher's going to give you speed. I know, but I can get a power upside in other spots or just punt. Uh, listen, Dean, we've done enough shows together to know that like I never pay up a catcher. So Omar Navarez is going to trot really, really slowly around the bases after he bangs out his homer. But like, That's I, fine. I, I mean, and Jeff Mathis is going to allow me to stack that entire game outside of the catcher spot. So all the guys he drives in and drives him in, I'll have those guys. Like game theory says you're not supposed to play Mathis in tournaments, but I know I'm going to have more than the field of Mathis. And most likely, I don't want to be that guy, but that's probably where I'm going to be. Which, by the way, yesterday I made a bold proclamation. I went not a bold proclamation, but I basically guaranteed that Soraka, there's a no chance of giving a homer yesterday for San Francisco. Because Brandon the Crawford. Guy, he yeah. dominated that game too. So I was like, come at me on Twitter if I get this wrong. And like I had a cut, you know, Chopper, of course, is giving a hard time because that's what he does. And that and it was just funny, which was fun. Uh, but like he also crushed. So it's like I was wrong, but he also crushed. But he gave up a solo home run to Brandon Crawford, a guy, you know, there's nobody in that team to get a homer. And Soraka gives up like 25% fly balls in San Francisco. So uh, my guarantee was wrong, but nonetheless, he was still. I would have been on your side on that one, Dean. I played him a ton yesterday. Yeah, I just I was like I don't I just don't see how he gives up a homer, which is a weird thing to say, but that was kind of the way I was looking at it. Uh, let's jump to first base. Uh, so I wish he was a little bit cheaper, but uh, you got to pay by the pound today for Daniel Vogelbach. Team Girth, uh, you know this guy's on Mount Rushmore as far as Team Girth, and uh, you were saying before, you know lefties against Lance Lynn in, in Texas, so you know big ballpark jump. Uh, he's just an awesome play, is he not? Yes, I love playing Seattle when they're on the road, and now where they're going into Texas, like. You know, I love Seattle in this spot. So both the first basements that, like, I want to pay up for, you're, you're, you're paying per the pound, uh, Luke Voigt and Daniel Vogelbach. So, um, yeah, I like those guys a lot. I like E5. Like, if you're playing on FanDuel, like, you can make a nice Seattle stack with both first basements. Um, so I like E5. Don't forget about him. My biggest issue, Dean, and I'm kind of interested what you have to say, like, the cheap first baseman play today was Morales. He's not in the yeah. lineup. Like, is this just a day that we're just going to pay up at first base? Um, or is there somebody that's like, there's not really anybody that's standing out to me. Um, I just, there's nobody in this low tier that's like, Oh, I like this guy because there's just not anybody there. 
I think people are going to play Matthew Beatty. I really do. They're going to see a first baseman batting batting leadoff, and he's what three point one k on DK. I don't even know is he in the pool uh, on fantasy draft? I'm not sure. I have to pull that up, but uh, I'd imagine he's super cheap over there uh, as well. I have to pull that up on my pages, but um, I think people are going to play him to some degree. Uh, otherwise, like there's nobody else that's really interesting. I, I agree with you. I, th- I think it's a, a spend up spot. I believe uh, Guriel is not particularly cheap. Um, I'm trying to see if there's anywhere that kind of. You're right, by the way, about Morales. Like he was one of those guys kind of jump up a page. I don't mind Chris Davis as a one-off, I suppose. Voight is a really solid play, but he's too expensive. Uh, Bell is an awesome one-off, I think, against uh, Marquez. Um, I don't. I'm I want a sucker for Ryan O'Hearn. Well, he's not. They're not playing today, so you can cross him off the list. They're not. Oh yeah, never mind. That, <laughs> well, I had that's who, that's the guy I looked at my sheet and I was like, oh, that's the other guy that I had, but. Yep, that game, Goldie was another guy that I liked, man. I, I really liked that game. I think that game was going to be like a 15-run game. I, I think I'm going – I just cannot envision myself playing, <laughs> paying that price for foresight, not in cash. But, uh, yeah, I, I want to get to either – it's one of the Seattle guys, either Vogelbach and Akanashion or even Bruce qualifies as the first baseman. Uh, I can definitely see Bruce Bruce hit it versus Lance Lynn. Uh, again, another lefty against Lynn where he's super vulnerable, obviously. Uh, don't mind either of those. I imagine that's where I'm going to land. But first base is bad. Yeah, CJ Crone is another guy that I like. We talked about Trevor Cahill with his home run issues. CJ Crone, a home run guy. Um, I, I don't mind him. Um, you know, he he's batting fifth today, so like I don't mind him at all. But you know, Gary L is always a guy that is cheap if you want to go down that road against uh Kobe. But for the most part, I'm gonna try to pay up at first base quite a bit today. Um and if I go down under like four K. Like I hate playing Joey Votto, but like he actually might be in play today. We'll start. We'll talk the uh, stacks in a second. I'm just curious to get your thought on the Astros in general. Yeah, I like the Astros, but uh, you know Dylan Covey, he's just struggling. Josh Reddick is like one of my favorite value plays on the entire slate. Like batting leadoff because Springer's banged up. Uh, this is not your typical Houston lineup, so they're not going to gain like the ownership that they normally would. So um, I, I like that. Keys to position second base, stuck on lefty on lefty. Odor is kind of pricey, and he's buried in the hole to some degree. Uh, you got Shed Long leading, uh, batting ninth on, for Seattle, but he's most likely going to grab at least four ABs, so I don't hate that lineup spot too much. He is a, an interesting punt if I have to punt it, but I don't mind. Uh, Cano is fairly cheap, I guess. So he's back in the lineup today. You said you expect a pile of runs in that Milwaukee-Cincinnati game, so maybe spend up on a dude like Moustakis. Uh, where are you looking as far as second? Because this is another position that's kind of wide open. Kiki Hernandez, Enrique, maybe his first yeah. at bat, he gets Beeks. Uh, that's kind of that sneaky good spot because a bad ballpark, obviously, but Beeks, the left-hander, is presumed to come in for, for Wood, if not after the first inning, the second inning. Maybe it's after Kiki or before Kiki. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe they bring in Beeks for Bellinger. Who knows? Depending on how that Tampa Bay uh, coaching staff decides the best spot is to bring him in, but uh, th- that's one of the places I'm looking. How about yourself? I don't understand why Beeks isn't starting this game. They have three lefties in the first four spots, and let's start the game with a righty. Uh, makes zero, absolutely zero sense to me. Agreed. But yeah, I like Kiki Hernandez. I like Robinson Cano. Both those guys really cheap. Um, you can play Kyle Farmer at second base. I don't mind him. I don't mind Hera. I, I talked about that game. I think second base is a spot that probably go under um, 4K. But if I'm looking to pay up, like Torres is an amazing spot against Hess. Um, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure he banged one out yesterday. 
Um, I, I think this is a good spot when we're looking at it. Um, you know, Mike Moustakis is another guy that you can play at second or third base if you want to pay up. Uh, somebody in chat just said Yelich just got scratched. Ah, uh, that's interesting. Uh, well, let's confirm that first. But uh, if that is the case, does that change things for you uh, as far as Sonny Gray? No. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I think he's a little bit interesting. And if, if they, they kick out Yelich, I don't know. Depending I don't on know. We work. haven't gotten an alert about it from the RG alert. So we'll, we'll see. I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm trusting chat. Not oh to be, um, that's gonna be a dangerous proposition sometimes, Stevie. You, you might have to bust out the old band hammer. I don't know. In, we'll in chat, we trust maybe they're all over it. We're not on Twitter, at least I'm not on Twitter right now. So if the news broke, uh, as of like a minute or two ago, I definitely missed it. Uh, but I imagine that that'll show up uh, soon enough, or maybe somebody else they can confirm it. That would be great as well. Uh, what do you have? Just got scratched, just got the alert. All right, interesting. Thank you for that. Gamble, yeah, another lefty gambles, kind of whatever. Um, all right, third base, hot corner. What do you have? What do you have for me? Um, well, the third baseman I want to play. The game got rained out, <laughs> or yeah. So I like Estrubo Cabrera. Um, you know, certainly think that he's cheap. He's in that game. He banged two home runs out yesterday. Um, I don't mind him. Miguel Sano has been a guy that's been hitting ever since he got recalled. Um, Austin Riley, Justin Turner. Um, at the top, obviously, it's Bregman, right? Like, he's just, you know, yeah. mashing the baseball this season if you want to pay up for Houston. There's a lot of good spots today um, as far as when we're just looking at it overall. Are you buying time of the Stella? Are you buying this? Is this, is this? is this real? He's changed this completely. Like, you watch his at-bats from last season. You look at his at-bats this year. He's just changed his whole approach and his whole swing. So, yeah, I buy it. I yeah. didn't buy it at the beginning of the season, but – the more and more, like, I've looked into it, the more it's fine. That's sort of wrong, man. I'm starting to think it might be something. And and this is a guy, like, and then one, a Twitter follower kind of let me into this, too, because I was talking about it, how, you know, he's 30 years old. He's got more home runs this season than he has in his entire career. But he had that moment, like, three or four years ago or so when he refused to accept a, a demotion from the Cubs. And he, like, left for a couple of weeks or so, and he's, like, AWOL. And he was there was thought that he might quit baseball altogether. And he's got a pretty cool story, and he kind of – revamped himself and changed himself and he's got a whole new approach and now he's an everyday guy too he was always kind of a journeyman fourth or five you know he was kind of a utility guy that you know he would give somebody a day off or something like that maybe uh maybe there's something to that i don't know uh as dribble it seems like the best play dollar for dollar i agree if you have all the money in the world it's alex bregman uh don't mind vladdy i think vladdy guerrero is still pretty cheap of course you've seen him starting to justify his name of late uh but he was better off in a stack probably for the yankees as opposed to like an a la carte play um that's uh Eugenio Suarez of course notoriously how he smashes lefties positive ballpark still and there is uh definitely plenty of pop in that bat as far as Miguel Sano and we talked about uh, both those pitchers in that game how vulnerable they vulnerable they are to yelling homers so uh Sano for sure for me on the uh, list for tournament plays shortstop what do you have yeah, shortstop's a position that, like, I, I really like the idea of paying up today for Torres or, or Correa. You know, we talked about Torres when we were talking about second base. Like, Polanco is another guy. Trey Turner. Like, I, I really like these guys um, at the top. But it, it's just another one of those things. Like, if we're paying down, why are we not looking at Brandon Crawford? He's facing yeah. Julio Tehran. He's 2.9K. So, on the positions that, like, or the teams that I don't um, pay up for, um, I think that Brandon Crawford's really interesting. Um, and even J.P. Crawford, he, but he, like, if I'm paying 3.5K, Dean, why am I not going down to Brandon Crawford at that point? Yeah, he did homer yesterday at Soraka, making me look like a fool and giving me the big L. 
Uh, I was wrong. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, I, I want the lefty and J.B. Crawford if I can get there. I don't mind Beckham either. I know we prefer lefties versus Lynn, but I'll take Beckham as well. Um, yeah, it, it does seem like a, again, if you have all the one in the world, I, I don't mind uh, Polanco. I just don't know if I can get there. Machado is pretty reasonable as far as his price. I think where I'm at right now is I'm just hoping that game's super quiet and nothing too sexy from a K perspective, nothing too sexy from a, you know, run perspective. Uh, but Machado is cheap. Like you look at his name, but like Granky's been good. You know, he's been a really solid pitcher. He's probably going to face him like three times. So uh, nothing ideal. It kind of jumps off the page. And we talked about, uh, you know, Seager is probably going to face Beeks a couple times. So that's not particularly appealing either. Beeks not a guy who gives up a ton of fly balls. So, um, you know, I would avoid that. The price is pretty fair. The ballpark stinks, but I just don't love that matchup necessarily. Uh, otherwise, there's not much left to be said here. Let's, uh, and yeah, Torres, you talk about reiterate. You can play him at shortstop or third base or, or second base on DK. Of course, uh, fans draft the sponsor. It's just infielders, outfielders, and utility spots. Hit up the outfield for me. I never play Mike Trout, but with the Yelich news, like I think Mike Trout's f- firmly in play today uh, for cash games. I had Yelich in there. Um, but now like Mike Trout is probably just going to be like my pivot. Um, I, I like Trout. I like Gallo. I like Brantley. Um, Ben Attendee profiles really, really well in this spot. Um, I talked about this on the morning grind. He, he profiles really well against Stroman. So does Mitch Moreland. We didn't talk about him at first base. Um, but he was certainly another guy that profiles really well against Stroman. You're going down like, you know, we, we kind of talked about these guys. Like, I, I like Josh Reddick. I like um, Max Kepler. There's not a lot of, like, super cheap guys that are standing out to me. So, like, I don't mind playing Kyle Schwarber in the win game, um, just knowing his price. And if if you're like me and you're okay with maybe playing some Washington bats, Adam Eaton is cheap at 3.7K. Yeah, I mean, Schwarber is going to be hitting the ball right into the wind, presumably, but the price is pretty cheap. And that guy does have absurd power. Uh, I, I wouldn't say he can't hit one out still, but it, obviously it's going to be a little trickier. At least that's what the weather is suggesting right now. That's the weather. The weather edge is suggesting as well too, but that's kind of sort of somewhat baked into the price. So I don't mind it. And of course, like he can, hit a, he can just hit a double. Like that's fine. Like a line drive double is fine. Uh, you know, the wind's not going to lock down a, a line drive. Uh, who's your, we'll, we'll take a peek in a second as far as your favorite salary savers. I need you that today uh, for the, uh, you know, the lineup HQ. So uh, STL cards has the core plays. Notorious is the cash game plays. One squirrel patrol has the tournament plays. You did the salary relievers. Uh, what do you have for me as far as salary relief in the outfield? Yeah, like Schwarber is kind of that guy. Um, okay. You know, I, I, it's a position that I'm going to probably be spending up on. Like I like Kepler. I like Reddick, And like I had Yelich, so I'll probably play Trout. <laughs> so, you know, the other guys that like, batted ball profile and profile really well are, are two guys in San Diego. Um, Hunter Renfro profiles really well against Zach Greinke and Framil Reyes is hitting everything hard. Um, just continues to hit home runs. So like those guys are a little interesting. Kettle Marte is not that expensive today against Matthew Strom. Um, kind of the game's kind of like a write-off, but there is a potential for a couple plays from that game. But the twins and angels game is really, really good. Like, to see where mm-hmm. Cole Calhoun bats with Otani probably not going to play. And Polanco, oh, he's in there. Otani's he in there? there. Yeah. He, oh, so the lineup came out already. So Otani, another guy. He got banged up yesterday. So yeah. I didn't expect him to play. He's going he's gonna to gut it out. He's going to go. We have every single lineup, Stevie, with the exception of San Diego. The fathers are uh, 
uh, no lineup just yet. Arizona did, did give us their lineup for what it's worth. You mentioned Austin Riley, and he just he just annoys me now because, like, you know, he's if the Braves are ahead, it's almost a definite that he's going to come out for Culberson for defensive purposes. He's still learning how to play the outfield. He's not a traditional outfielder, and it's a big outfielder in San Fran. Uh, so he probably loses his last at bat. And before it was fine where he's priced as like a punt, but now like he's I'm being charged for all of that, so I want to get them all. Uh, but you know he can get there in one swing, I suppose. But again, the ballpark stinks too, so I I, I just cannot envision myself rostering uh, Riley. Uh, anything else that's worth talking about, or shall we hit up the old screen share, start loading up some questions, do some stacks, do some domes, and uh, get out of here for crunch time? Yeah, nothing else really standing out to me. All right, so let's see. Screen share. Let's do the lineup HQ. Let's see. We have a. Let's take a look at the ownership as far as the pitchers today, because we keep talking about how much, uh, how many good pitchers there are out there, and you know your thoughts. Maybe you want to be overweight. You want to be underweight. I know you're not. You're not rolling out a hundred lineups, but like hypothetically, if you were, what are you like three or five or ten? What are you at today? How many lineups? Um, probably three to five. Like, I, I don't know yet right now. I have, I think I have four or five reserves. So that's probably where it's going to be. Um, like I said, I have family coming here like 30 minutes after we get off the show. So it'd be interesting to see if I even finish my lineups today. All right. So, uh, your favorite pitchers today based upon the ownership. And I always like to take a look at the plate IQ premium score. And you know, that's kind of surprising. Actually, Erod is the number one guy, uh, on the slate for the plate IQ premium score with Verlander and then Smith, then Kershaw, then Granke, then Turnbull. Does that surprise you that Erod's the, the, the pop? In it? It's it's very close, what it's worth. It's condensed. But does it surprise yeah. you that Erod's number one? No, it doesn't shock me at all. Um, when you look at Toronto against left-handed pitching, especially this season, they've been awful. Um, nobody outside of Jansen has uh, ISO over 150. Um, so, yeah, like this is a good spot for Erod. There's a lot of strikeouts in this lineup. When you're looking at plate IQ, all you're going to see is red outside of smoke. So uh, it is a good spot for Erod. I know we didn't talk about him a lot. Um, he's kind of like a fringe play for me today. Um, I, I don't know if I end up with him on any teams. If I do, it's probably Fandle. He's definitely in the mix for me on the, on the, the two pitcher sites. Um, I'm probably going to do some shuffling you know, uh, with guys like Turnbull, guys like Erod, maybe a guy like Quintana, if, uh, you know, the weather continues to suggest that, like, uh, runs will be suppressed. Uh, as far as Ks, the biggest K rate, uh, K prop, of course, today is Verlander at 8.5K. I don't know why I say, of course, it should be Kidd uh, Smith, right? In theory, it's 7.5%. Uh, of course, he is not – he doesn't get to pick on a pitcher, but still 7.5 as far as the, the prop. That's a pretty big number. And then it jumps down to Wheeler uh, at 6.5 at minus 139, which uh, the juice is suggesting – he is going to go over six and a half strikeouts. Uh, umpire data, Stevie. Let's see what pops here as far as the umpire data. I know. Uh, okay, looks like we got like we got basically every single game. Extreme hitters umpire in uh, in Texas, which only enhances that game as far as the you know the eleven and a half total. Uh, you got Verlander, Wheeler, uh, Dylan Covey. He's going to need it. Uh, Clayton Kershaw, Jalen Beeks, all with extreme pitchers umpires. Uh, anything else as far as extreme? Yeah, no, that's everything else is just sort of in the mix and. I only I mostly react to the extremes. Is that kind of where you're at too? Yeah, I like the extremes. That's it. Uh, let's see as far as the hitters today. Who's I will highest? say like Zach Wheeler's ownership really stands out to me. Like I'll be uh, obviously I'm not playing 150 teams, but I would easily be fading him if I was playing 150 teams today. It's currently projected to be around 26 percent or so, and it's funny, you know, just roster who you want to roster for the most part, right? Because I'm pulling up the hitters, and look. It, the number one projected hitter today in a 13-game slate 
this is specific to DK. It's what I have up for whatever reason. I DK up there. It's probably different for uh, FanDuel or Fantasy Draft. But uh, basically, we were talking about how first base we don't love so much. BD right now is projected to be 16% owned and the, the highest uh, owned guy on the entire slate, which also suggests that there's not going to be like one guy or one team. It's going to be massively owned. Again, big slate, so that kind of makes sense. Yep, makes perfectly good sense. Uh, Kiki Hernandez and Hicks. Yeah, I, I don't know if mentioned Hicks in passing. Oh, there's Jeff Mathis. What an amazing collection of names that are going to be heavily owned. <laughs> Matthew Beatty and Jeff Mathis are in the top four as far as ownership projection, but they both sort of make sense too, at least the – uh, the Mathis one, but I, I think Beatty's kind of a lie. We'll see. Hopefully he doesn't homework his first at bat because it'll be a sad closing of the laptop for myself. Start loading up some questions there in chat. If you guys are on a, the old uh, YouTube, feel free to like and subscribe. Fire up some questions. We'll knock out as many as possible before you step out of here. Stevie, who are your favorite stacks today? Um, You know, Seattle obviously is a team that I really like. I like the game stack of the Milwaukee-Cincinnati game. Um I really like St. Louis was a top stack for me. Houston's a top stack and I'm starting to lean more and more to stacking Minnesota on the slate. Like I really like the lineup that came out. It's a very easy stackable team. So kind of a late night hammer um, Minnesota stack is what I'm looking at is kind of like a contrarian stack. Uh, give me three dudes that are going to go yard today. And if you can make it at three different price points, that'd be great. I'll uh, go Vogelbach up top, Kepler in the middle and a Struble Cabrera on the low end. All right. Got about seven minutes or so to knock out as many questions as, as you possibly can. Uh, Corey Seager or Beckham? <laughs> um, Beckham, I guess. I prefer Beckham, too. Uh, better ballpark, and I think it's a better matchup, too. Um, also, the extreme hitters, I mean, whatever, if you want to factor that into, it doesn't really matter. Uh, talking about Riley in the chat. Yeah, Riley homered yesterday. I mean, I still I think it, if he's going to lose 25% of his usage, I don't want to roster him. He can homer. You don't like Riley? Well, yeah, I like Riley. Yeah, I think he's good. Uh, good young prospect for Atlanta. It's, I don't like the ballpark, and I don't like the fact that he can't, you know, play nine innings. That's a con- that's concerning to me. Yeah, I, I don't like the ballpark, but I don't care about the nine innings thing. He keeps hitting his home runs in the first or second at bat. That's fine with me. That's the, but that's not going to keep happening. Hey, listen, it happened with Gary Sanchez when he got called up. I'm just roll, roll, riding the hot streak. That's all. I like Sanchez a good bit today, too. Um all right, so use uh, Turnbull and Tehran on DK for, for tournaments as SB1 and 2. I, I'm i not really on Tehran. I understand the ballpark's great and San Fran stinks, but I, I just think there's better plays than Tehran. I like Turnbull, but I, I talk to me about Tehran. Or te, those, those two as a, as, as a twosome. Your phone's talking to you. Um... I know, sorry. <laughs> it's okay. You act like you do this every day. Um <laughs> I don't think I could play Tehran and Turnbull together. I don't mind maybe playing one of them um, and playing one of the mid, like mid-tier or upper-tier mid-tier pitchers, um, but I, I can't play both of those. The truth is, by the way, I don't let it turn. I turn my volume off, like my ringer off, but it's, I don't let it turn my alert sounds off, like the like you know my email and like uh, RG alerts and all that. It's pro- there you go, right there in queue. It's RG alerts. <laughs> I don't let it turn these things off. I get to, you know, I'll figure it out one of these days. Uh, how do you think? Gio okay. Gonzalez- I just like messing with you. That's all. How is Gio Gonzalez going to perform against the Reds? I hope he gives up some home runs. Um, I, I don't think Gio is good at this point in his career. I think he was good a long time ago. Um, but yeah, I, I think he gives up. I hope he gives up some home runs. You know, Senzel, Suarez, Irvin, um, guys that I'm looking at. Farmer, you know, 
Some the thing is, though, he's not a big fly ball guy. He's not a big home run guy. Like he's a guy that like labors sometimes. And... I know he's a ground ball guy facing a bunch of righties that are ground ball guy or fly ball guys. So yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I know. I, I yeah, I know. I hear that's the formula. You want fly ball guys against ground ball guys. Um, but yeah, so it's but he he did, still traditionally he doesn't get a lot of homers and like I, I think it's just going to be sort of like a meta performance. I think he goes like five and change and gives up three runs, something like not that. Not good enough today. I'm not playing him. If that's if that's if that answers, no, I was just answer. saying not good enough today. Yes, that, that's a more succinct way of saying it. Um, all right, is is Gleiber worth his price? Um, I'll let you know in about three hours. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, when, you're, say is. when you're making tournaments, Stevie, like how much do you care about the price? You just say, I want to play that guy and I'll make it work somehow, right? That's right. So, like, it's I love when people like get really concerned about price, but like at the end of the day, you're looking at a matchup against David Hess, 402 ISO against righties with a 64% fly ball rate and a 42.7% hard hit rate. So any right-handed batter in that lineup can pay off their price. I don't I, care what the price is. I'm super aware of prices when it comes to cash games. Like the prices dictate so much. When it comes to tournaments, I just don't care. Um, and sometimes I almost embrace a terrible price, right? You know, uh, just because nobody's going to own, own that guy for that reason. Uh, how do we, okay. So uh, is a bottomless top of the order red stack viable today? It sounds like you think it is. Always. I love stacking the reds without Votto. It's like one of my favorite things to do. Your uh, thoughts. I know you gave it earlier, but can you reiterate as far as the pitcher for San Francisco tonight, Anderson? Yeah, he's their, their top pitching prospect in their organization. Um, he grades out as a, like a back end starter. He's not great. Not terrible. Um, has a little bit of strikeout stuff, but he's not a bad pitcher um you know he he's definitely maybe worth looking at if you're playing a bunch of teams is wind favoring the uh oh no i just lost the question i apologize it was uh if wind is favoring hitters and regularly today the answer is no uh you know if you look up the uh, the weather edge it suggests it suppresses suppresses homers by the way this has changed this is constantly changing for what it's worth and the weather changes in chicago constantly too so Based upon 47 pre- previous games now, uh, according to the current conditions in Chicago, negative 40% as far as home runs, as far as suppression. So uh, it's not good home run weather in Chicago. And again, the total speaks to that as well. A uh, couple more questions before we step aside and get out of here. Uh, Para or Schwarber? Uh, Schwarber. It's got to be Schwarber, right? Para or Schwarber. It's Schwarber, but Para does profile well. Like he was on my research list today. This is a tough one. I imagine it's probably a fancy draft question or utility spot somewhere. Uh, Vogelbach or Gary the Goat? I love them both. Vogelbach. Ballpark. Uh, <laughs> uh, Crawford or Weather. Crawfish? I've never had Crawfish before. Am I missing out? What? Am I, it, oh, yeah, yeah. You need to go to New Orleans. Oh, actually, I feel like I have had it once. I didn't enjoy it. <laughs> I, I had it when I had the moonshine. It was a terrible night. <laughs> uh, Otani versus Kepler in cash. It's probably Kepler, but I like them both. It's Kepler for me. Uh, Bruce versus Navarez. Uh, well, you shouldn't be playing the. That's probably a fancy draft question, I imagine, because you're you're only playing Navarez as, as like as amongst his peers, amongst catchers. When you're kind of forced into it, uh, that's sort of my thought. Like if it's him against the field, you, you probably take somebody else, right? I do. Yes. I mean, in tournaments, of course, if you're stacking them up, of course. Uh, here's a twofer: Jay Bruce and Vogelbach versus Hunter Pence and Navarez. The first one. We didn't mention Hunter Pence, but I like him a good bit. Hunter Pence is one of those guys, Stevie. He's got a ridiculous price; it's too expensive. But uh, I needed to get out of San Francisco. 
he should have hopped on a scooter and his boat. Remember all the the things that Hunter Pence can do? He, he was awesome. He used to take a scooter to work in San Francisco. It was awesome. All right, uh, one more. Oh, Giannis or or Kawhi for captain? You playing basketball tonight? No, I am, and I have not figured it out yet. I would play Kawhi for captain. Uh, give me a oh, vote or versus Giannis. Bogarts. Oh, that's no Voight versus versus Bogarts. That's got to be Voight, right? Voight. Yeah. Uh, give me something else, Stevie. Give me, give me something for the road before you step aside and get out of here and make way for crunch time. Anything. No, um, I hope it's a boy. Oh no, you can't say that. <laughs> Scott Van Pelt did a really good, like one last thing on that. Where, oh yeah. man, that did was so that? good. Oh yeah. yeah. It made me cry. Can't lie. He said, I have a seven year old daughter and like, it just hit the spot. Yeah. I don't have any kids, but I thought that was really good. I thought that was perfectly written. And uh, there you go. He said, like, I'll tell you a secret for a girl or something like that. But uh, that was good. Uh, you know, good, good, good job. I have my girl. Oh, boy. Yeah, I guess that you want to even it out. That, that, fair enough. That makes sense. But uh, enjoy. Uh, I assume we'll be seeing that on Twitter machine tonight as far as is, is somebody recording this. Yeah, somebody's recording. I don't know when we're going to post it, but yeah, it'll be out there eventually. He's Stevie. I'm Dean. Uh, good luck on the boy. Enjoy your baseball tonight. We're out of here. Holler!
we should talk one, one little piece of strategy from yesterday too that happened where so in these tournaments we always talk about it i'm not talking about high stakes with 20 people in it i'm not i'm not talking about cash games but these massive fields 15 bucks 10 bucks hundred thousand up top golden state has this news yesterday where they're going to start mckinney and they're going to start jordan bell so everyone naturally like it's the regular season just runs and throws these guys in their lineups because they're going to start I just think it's really bad in a spot like that with gold. It's different on every team, but I'm just throwing it out there with Golden State because these guys aren't high usage guys. They're not that much better than guys like Looney, Livingston, Quinn Cook, these other guys to where I think you're so much better off. I'm not saying to full fade them because they're starting, but don't get overly excited just because they're starting. Like I think – I, I, it's not just because of the way it worked out either. Like, Looney Livingston ended up being the nuts. But Looney lower owned just because he's not starting, he's still better than Jordan Bell. It doesn't matter if he's starting. So, I think it's just a lesson to learn. Like, you don't have to run just because they're starting. Like, tonight, if Norman Powell starts over somebody, I think it's a little different because they're only playing seven guys. Golden State's playing – they played 11 guys last night. Starting doesn't matter, so you just got to – don't just run to do something just because of regular season, that's what you do. Hey, I think you hit I think you hit on a big point there. When they announced Iggy was out last night and that Jordan Bell was – Jordan Bell and McKinney were starting, I had 20 lineups on each site. When I got that alert on my phone, you know how many lineups I had to change? <sighs> Zero. Zero. Yep. Because we already knew, even if Iggy played – Yeah. We already, I was already fading Iggy. I was had no – because we're watching the games. We know what's going on. We know he's not effective right now. We know that uh, the guys like Looney are the guys we want in there anyway and, and guys we say, yeah. So when Norman Powell gets announced as a starter tonight or, or Brogdon gets announced as the starter over Bledsoe or whatever, George Hill, whoever, I won't have to adjust anything because we're already on it. We already know Norman Powell is, the, is like the third premier play on Toronto or the fourth play. We already know that. We're already on Brogdon and uh, and George Hill. We don't have to we don't have to adjust just because they technically has a starter by their name. You know, we already know what's going on. So be prepared, man. This is what's going on. And now, if they come out tonight and they say, you know what, we're going to sit Brooke Lopez and we're going to start, you know, some random guy. It's like, all right, well, maybe I'll take notice now. But these other things we already know. So we already know what's going on. We're good to go.